Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to our slash entitled parents, the movie Valentine's Day edition. As today is Valentine's Day, I thought I'd bring you some of the best stories of entitled people just ruining relationships. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and let's get straight into it. My parents stalked me. I am 21. I am female. I understand that there can be dangers to dating, but the way my parents go about it is ridiculous. I met this girl on Tinder a while ago and we've talked pretty much every day. We had our first date a week ago at the mall. It went great, but I didn't tell my parents because I know how crazy they are. Fast forward to Tuesday, we're having another date. Now this one I do tell my parents about. It was at the movies, but I had the feeling that I shouldn't tell them that. So instead I said, oh, we're going to the mall to hang out. The movie went great and I went over to my date's place afterwards. Then I get texts from my parents asking why I'm not at the mall. My dad had driven an hour to that mall, looked for me and looked for my car. Holy heck, you are insane. Then after, my dad tracks me with my phone and asks me why I'm near the beach. That's where my date lives. Like, dude, what? Listen, I understand wanting to value my safety, but that was an extreme violation of my boundaries. I had a gut feeling telling them where I was actually would be a mistake, and I was correct. And they still don't see how screwed up it is to stalk their adult daughter. All right, a few things, OP. First of all, tell them to fuck off. And that's actually not a joke. Like, what are they doing? You're 21. I get it. Look, being a protective parent, especially over a daughter, it makes sense, okay? But not that. Don't do that. That's way too far. Second of all, turn whatever your little stalking silly app is off. They don't need to know where you are at all points. If I had to have that on my whole time, my parents were like, yeah, I need to know where you are. Uh, No, that wouldn't happen. I'd probably just turn it off, to be honest. Uh, Yeah, turn that off. That's weird. Oh my God, I've just seen a comment as well from OP. Actually upset because I really like this girl, but my parents are probably going to scare her away. Sad face, sad face. Mate, I just feel bad for you, honestly. Just don't tell the girl that you even have parents. Just say you're an orphan, honestly. Just f*** them. F*** them off. Now moving on to our second post of today's episode. Mum wants me to give her my cats. I volunteer fostering cats. My cats tend to go to a cat cafe, so I don't typically do meet and greets. But when I do, I'll have people stop by so they can see the cat in its territory and get a good sense for the cat's personality. A mum and her four-year-old daughter stopped by to meet one of my kittens. She applied online and went through the foster organization, so I didn't know her, but my husband was home, so I felt pretty safe. I have four cats of my own, and for this meet and greet, I shut them in my guest room just to make things easier. They're not huge fans of kids anyway. Everything was going great. They met and liked the kitten, and when we were walking back to the entrance, we passed the guest room. Then the four-year-old heard my cats meowing, so she sprinted to the door and opened it before I realized what was happening. The cats scattered, except for my gray one. Now he is an adorable boy with a half milk mustache and little mittens. The four-year-old fell in love immediately and ran to him and started yelling that she wanted this one because it was the same as a stuffed animal she has. The mum asked me how much it was for him and I politely said he wasn't up for adoption. She kept arguing with me, 
trying to get that cat But like I said, he is my cat The four-year-old then started shrieking because she couldn't have the cat and she picked him up I asked her to put him down, but she's four She started squeezing him and he was trying to get away But at that point he hadn't used his nails yet. He's such a good boy The mum made no moves to intervene and I tried to take the cat without touching the girl But I didn't want to play tug of war and hurt the cat. So as gently as I could I tried to put her arms apart Then the mum came at me screaming for touching her kid The cat got away and the whole way to their car They kept screaming about how I was a terrible person and I shouldn't have showed them a cat They can't have the four-year-old was bawling uncontrollably. It was horrible. I felt horrible The mum threatened to call the cops and my foster org My husband was asleep because he works third shift. So he only caught the tail end of it He obviously doesn't think that I was the butthole in this story because giving up our cat was never an option Also, I know cat tax is a thing But i'm not gonna share pictures of him to avoid any ability to trace back to me and my foster group I don't want any negative publicity for them because there are people who think I handled the situation poorly I don't want any of my actions to reflect on my foster organization All right, sorry, but can someone explain how op has handled this situation poorly? Like, I don't get that at all. What do you want her to do in that situation? Just say yeah Have my cat like in what other way can you say no, that's my cat. You can't adopt it How is that handling situation poorly? That is just stupid and again Like I tend to say in my videos. I don't blame the kid in this situation, especially given they're four years old, right? They see an adorable cat. They're gonna want it obviously Therefore I do blame the mum though for even entertaining that and not just saying right away No, darling That's not your cat and that one is not up for adoption. Sorry. Let's move on speaking of moving on now for story three The little idiot that ruined my halloween This isn't as much entitled parents as it is entitled kids and completely incompetent parents Honestly, r slash incompetent parents would be a good subreddit. That is actually a good shout Not people that are entitled just parents that have no idea what's going on and are just not capable of taking care of their kids I would back it. So in my house halloween is like advanced christmas. We aren't just into it. We are it My dad starts setting up well over a month in advance And we have some stuff to my chagrin up all year. Oh, apparently chagrin means disgust. So Opie doesn't like it, but his family have Halloween stuff up all year. Now, if that's not Halloween obsessed, I don't know what is. The whole property all the way around has hundreds of decorations. So this year, my dad drove over an hour to get the last Jack Skellington animatronic available in our entire state. It costs around $300, but he had to have it to match our Sally by the entrance. So backstory out of the way this family are a little bit obsessed So while my dad's out there amongst the animatics giving tours and talking with our literal professional clown friend who's helping out I'm on candy duty So a large group of kids come to the door and Immediately knock jack over because they're all wanting to crowd and not wait in line But it wasn't damaged yet They then almost knocked over sally as I put jack back up Eventually he's standing up and I can give them their candy but I don't even get a chance to say take two or take a handful. This kid just takes a handful then another I tell him okay, that's enough and he takes another handful saying wow, this is so much I once again tell him no, that's enough now as I take the bowl and move it to the other side of the door Closer to the other boys the same guy though reaches for a fourth and I move his hand away Finally all the kids have candy. So everything's fine Right? I can finally give the two little princesses who showed up their treats too now. Well, I guess I was wrong. As I'm reaching to the bowl to give to the girls, I see that same kid grab Jack 
and knock him forward on purpose It feels like slow motion as he tips forward and pop off with his head Jack is laying on the ground beheaded and i'm just standing there shocked as I see this kid walk away The poor girl was trying to ask if she can take two But I was so shocked it took me a while to reply and it was awkward I still feel bad because it wasn't the girl's fault. I wish I could have told them a cheerful happy halloween After I give the girls their candy. I straighten up jack and assess the damage and yep, he's dead I mean dead dead not his usual undead self wires a completely clean break the plastic no So no hope of twisting the wires back or fitting the head back on After a minute I go to the group of parents and ask if they are the parents of that group They say yes, and I tell them how one kid purposely knocked over jack while he's currently punching our inflatables They all immediately knew which kid this was and they said something around Yeah, he can be a little rough in a very boys will be boys dismissive way Later, I found, according to my dad, that the kid was still kicking and punching the inflatables after I left as the dad stood there and the mum said stop once but didn't actually do anything. I eventually found my dad and told him what happened. To say he looked like someone kicked his puppy as he held Jack's head would be an understatement. I told him he can talk to the parents since they are still here. Maybe they might listen to an adult man more than a petite woman, but he couldn't find whose parent was whose as none of the parents stepped up to take responsibility for their kid. So he didn't say anything. He's still been kind of down and I've been off. It's his favorite day and I'm so upset that parents will just stand there and not even care and think they shouldn't even be sympathetic that their kid destroyed someone's expensive property because they're a spoiled brat. This Halloween has been a bad year. Uh, yeah, to those parents, just a quick little message. You're an absolute embarrassment. You're a disgrace. You, you are, are nothing. You're a fool. You are a fool and you're a waste, and you of, time. A waste of time. If you are somehow watching this video, just know that I think that of you. So just deal with that, all right? I mean, seriously, they're like, come on. Every normal parent or person would say, I'm so sorry that my kid has done that. You know, we'll discipline him later or whatever. Tell him that's wrong. And then offer to pay the money back. Not just offer, just pay the money back. Not that money can replace things like this that, you know, there's only one of in the whole town or whatever that he drove an hour to get. But still, at least offer the money, at least. Come on, that's the least you can do, at least. And also, like, like, the kid is only rough, right? Because, again, like, I know I always say, don't blame the kids. And this kid, yeah, probably is a little, like, swine. But he's only rough because his parents have told him not to be rough. So he thinks he can get away with it. Like, I don't think he's doing it maliciously. Like, he's not probably a very malicious person, just naturally. I think it's just his parents clearly not standing up, not taking responsibility for their rough kid, letting him do whatever he wants. And eventually, he's going to end up punching someone in the face. So, uh, yeah, take that as you want to. You clowns. I mean, to be fair, I say punch in the face. Probably just going to prison is what I actually mean. Everyone gets in a fight once in a while. Yeah, there you go. Mum felt entitled to my wish after I was diagnosed and survived cancer. So today, I, a 29-year-old woman, am 13 years in remission from cancer. I had a very aggressive type with less than 20% chance of survival for the first five years. Chance of the specific type coming back after five years was reduced to 0%. But that's not the story I'm here to share. It's just relevant information. As I was 16, I qualified for Make-A-Wish. I'd played around with a bunch of potential ideas, destination vacations, meeting my favorite band, getting electronics. Once the idea of traveling somewhere warm came up, my mum, the entitled parent of this story, was convinced that that was what was happening with my wish. The discussion of Barbados came up, so that's what she set her mind to. However, I was still on the fence, and after discussing it with my correspondent at Make-A-Wish, I wanted to meet my favorite band instead. 
We would not have been able to go to the Caribbean for the trip simply because of costs, but we could have still gone somewhere warm and out of country. We live in Northern Canada, so that's minus 40 degrees Celsius winters. Wow. There was talks of Florida, California, or even Hawaii as a destination to meet them at. I wrote a letter directed to said band explaining how listening to them helped me through my treatments and one song in particular that the youngest wrote and my correspondents had mailed it out to the managers and they were going to begin preparations for the band to get time scheduled for the wish when i told my mum what i wanted and the plan to meet the band she went nuts she went off about how i deserve this trip as much as you do because i've been there for you the entire time and that if i wanted to do anything besides going to barbados i could find another adult to supervise the trip because neither her or my stepdad would be joining me since it wasn't what she wanted she then told me to pack my bags and told me that i'd be staying at my dad's place until i came to your senses and she told make a wish that we were going to barbados i spent over a month at my dad's and the correspondent tried to convince me to go through with what i really wanted several times during the period before i finally caved and let my mum have what she wanted now my parents did make a compromise with me at the time and told me that they'd drive me to their concert in toronto if i paid for the entire trip foolish 17 year old me thought that this was a great idea I get to see the band in concert. I make my parents happy in the end. It cost a lot. My parents complained the whole time, but at least I'd seen them in concerts. On the occasional time where the conversation of the trip to Barbados comes up, my mum likes to paint herself as the victim after all these years. Oh, could you imagine if you'd have gone through with it and we'd missed out on going to Barbados? You would have gone with someone else's mum instead and left us, that's her and my stepdad, behind. I would have never forgiven you if you'd done that. So wow, putting the blame on her daughter who had cancer. Great. To this day, I am still a huge fan of that band. They were on hiatus for a while, but came back. And this whole situation really sticks in my mind, especially when I see them performing on shows and on their two tours that they've done post hiatus. Yes, I saw them in concert and it was a great time, but I could have physically met them and gone to a concert through Make-A-Wish while traveling to another country without having to pay out of pocket for the experience. All because my mum felt entitled to making my wish about her rather than the actual recipient of it. Now, I understand that she didn't care to meet the band herself, but there could have been many more opportunities available aside from just doing that. Look, I nearly died. It shouldn't have been a question of her doing whatever she wanted for my wish, especially with the extremely high chance of the cancer coming back. Seriously, does it get any lower than trying to steal your own daughter's make-a-wish? That is genuinely incredible. What is that? I wonder, OP, if you still bring it up with your mum to this day. Does she even know that she was in the wrong? Does she feel guilty? Have you told her how you feel? Maybe she's just so obtuse that she doesn't even realize that what she did was horrible. Who knows? She's clearly exceptionally entitled. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. 
And now moving on to our second entitled parent story of this video Now this one is actually a two-parter and trust me as it goes along it gets pretty bloody serious. Let's go Entitled dad tries to gaslight manipulate and extort me for 90k over a used Prius because I got the coronavirus vaccine So my parents are complete anti-vaxxer karens and darrens We're talking full-on vaccines cause autism and coronavirus was invented by bill gates to mind control us all with spike proteins Horse pace guzzling types with no sense of personal responsibility or empathy for others I repeatedly watched them get kicked out of businesses for refusing to wear a mask And my karen mother even had a meltdown in a grocery store that i'm surprised wasn't recorded and blasted all over the internet But that's not what this story is about The problem came around when I a non-binary 24 year old got the vaccine for work My job has me dealing with a lot of people and a large amount of them are elderly pregnant or immune compromised I figured i'd just get it and not tell them since I live about an hour away in the next day over And at the time visited them once a week on my day off after my second shot, I got a little sick. Note, if you get the shot, make sure you drink a lot of electrolyte drinks after or you'll feel like rubbish. Uh, yeah, I did both times. And while laid up in bed, I called my sister who lives four hours away because it was her birthday. During the conversation, I mentioned that I'd gotten the vaccine. Unbeknownst to me, my Karen mother was in the car with her during a visit I didn't know about and heard every word she proceeds to have a five alarm meltdown at my sister's house saying that i'm going to die while my sister gives me a play-by-play via text when my mother returned at the end of the week she called me and told me that i'm no longer allowed over at her house unless i take these supplements she got off facebook to stop the spike proteins oh my god and that i'm not allowed to visit my brother who is 39 and lives two states over or his kids Now at this point i'd had enough of her rubbish and told her that my health is none of her business And whether or not I can visit is my brother's decision not hers She exploded and I hung up the phone an important thing to note here is that the car I drive a used prius Technically belonged to my grandparents after my grandmother had a stroke and got in a car crash a minor one where no one was injured Thank god They decided to give me the car since I needed one and they told my dad to make that happen since he had power of attorney He agreed to do it in exchange for two thousand five hundred dollars that he put towards the ninety thousand parent plus loan He has from my college I gave him $600 a month in addition to paying my own loans to help since it's a lot of money Even though his salary is around 200k and I make $17 an hour nice midway through my exile I decided to try to be the bigger person and clear things up with my mum. I invited her out to lunch to listen to her concerns and establish some boundaries for the both of us So we can move on with our relationship now. I know that sounds dumb But I thought since she gave birth to me I could reason with her and we could talk it out like adults that didn't happen the entire lunch She treated me like I was diseased She wouldn't touch or hug me and kept her food as far away from me as possible When I tried to broach the subject of apologizing and patching this up She launches into a tirade about how she will not compromise or walk on eggshells for me For no reason, she also drags my sexuality into it. I've been openly queer since I was a teen. And while they're not openly disapproving, they still do avoid the topic like the plague. I never told them I was non-binary because I knew how they'd react. And she said that since it makes her uncomfortable, I needed psychological help. That was my last straw. 
I said goodbye walked away from the table and decided to go no contact while I grieved and made a plan for how to move forward Fast forward a few weeks when I went to renew my tabs and made an appointment to renew my license They get sent to my parents house because my dad still holds the title since I still had limited contact with my dad I asked him about it and we agreed to get the car title settled I tell him i'll go anywhere but the house to do it because i didn't want to face my mum while i was still angry and say something to her that i'd regret he kept moving the time and place around until last night he called and finally said either i come to the house to confront them or he'll call the police i remind him that they both forbade me from going back to the house and i kid you not he went full gaslight and says no we did not you're making stuff up I tell him i'm not going to the house and that's when he told me I needed to come back for the title paperwork and to sign a promissory note I asked him what the promissory note is for and he told me it's an agreement to pay the parent plus loan back to him He literally said it was the only leverage I ever had over you and that if I didn't sign I wasn't getting the car I told him it wasn't my loan and he got really angry and called me a bunch of names He ended the conversation by telling me that either I show up at the house or forfeit the free car. I asked for my $2,500 back and he told me to F off. After a night of crying, I called my sister and made a plan to close the bank accounts my dad has access to and just get a different car with the money I have in my savings and leave my grandparents' car and keys in their driveway while they're gone. Just mail them some money each month for the loan without a return address. A used Prius is not worth signing my life away to some entitled POS. Yo, what is it in this episode with entitled parents and their own children? Like, I've always thought that, you know, parents would be the ones to look out for their kids and help them. Not, you know, completely go against that and just treat them horribly like we're seeing in this video. I don't know. Makes no sense to me. It's a strange one. It's just really weird because you've been the one that's actually paying them in the first place. And now they're trying to use you even more. I genuinely thought that it was only your mum who was the bad parent to be honest early in the story Like she was the anti-vaxxer the crazy one, but no your dad's just strange. What a weird couple of people Anyway, guys, this is only part one. The story has developed. Let's get into part two. Okay, then part two Hello again reddit. I'd first like to thank everyone who commented on my original post I cannot explain to you the relief in knowing I'm not alone in this and that your advice was extremely helpful Yeah, guys, honestly the comments on the first post were so supportive I didn't show you them, but I read through them myself. They were brilliant to be honest It's been a whirlwind of a week But I can proudly say that i've now officially gone no contact with crazy anti-vaxxer mum and dad Honestly, i've never felt more relieved. I knew after the post that I had to do something as soon as possible I decided at the end of my last post that it wasn't worth keeping the car I texted my manager at work on sunday and she green lighted a pto day for me the following monday For those of you that don't know like me pto stands for pay time off First thing I did was go straight to my bank the moment it opened and I explained my situation The clerk I worked with was extremely understanding and helped me plan a strategy I couldn't ditch the car until saturday and I didn't want my entitled dad figuring out what I was up to until it was too late She suggested we keep the old account up since he could see it But move most of my money to a new account through a withdrawal deposit So it just looked like I paid rent or something while we worked the transaction I texted my entitled dad Agreeing to meet next week thursday to sign the promissory notes This smug butthole replied that that was fine and said it's good that you're coming to your senses 
I'm amazed I didn't pull something with how hard my eyes rolled. Once I finished up at the bank, I thanked the clerk and moved on to my next move. Obviously, I was going to need a new car. I'm sure my dad thought he wiped me out with that 2.5k. He didn't have access to my savers account, so he didn't actually have a clue how much money I actually had saved up. Late Sunday nights, I inquired about a lot of used cars in my area and got a response back from a dealer who had a car I liked with decent mileage right in my price range. After the bank, I drove over there and after a quick inspection and look at the car's history, I went ahead and bought it. While I waited for all the paperwork to go through, I tapped away on my phone and extricated myself from everything I shared with them. Car insurance, health insurance, everything. I decided in order to go full no contact, I needed to vanish from their life completely. Car purchased, I moved on to my next move, changing my phone number. My dad still had me on his phone plan. I did worry that I'd have to get a new phone since technically he bought it back in December. I gave him the money and he went into the store. Luckily, since I paid the full amounts and it wasn't on a payment plan, I got to keep my phone. Score. Getting on my own account and switching everything took all of 15 minutes and I walked out a free human. I went home and talked to my landlord about the events. She lives with me, it's a shared house, and said if my dad comes knocking for me, she'll call the cops, which is super cool of her. My manager, who knows my situation and is a real MVP, helped me pick up my new car on Tuesday. That just left getting rid of the Prius. Obviously, I'd need help. I couldn't drive the car there and just get a cab back since my dad's house is way out in the sticks. I don't have a lot of friends since I moved here during the lockdown and I haven't done a lot of going out and socializing, even though I am now vaccinated. So I asked my partner and my rock through this whole nightmare. Since he can't drive long distances due to a health problem, he asked some of our mutual friends. Well, uh, his friends, who I've only hung out with a handful of times. I didn't think anybody would do it, since I don't exactly live close to my parents and I needed to drop off the car in the dead of night to ensure my safety. But to my surprise, multiple people came forward saying that they'd help. Guys, I cannot impress upon you the relief in just knowing I have allies. I nearly burst into tears when I got the text volunteering to not only meet me in the middle of nowhere at the dead of night, then drive my sorry butt back home, but offers to have me stay with them instead, just in case my entitled dad tried to hunt me down. It just felt so good to know that people cared about what I was going through and wanted to help, and I felt so deeply moved by their kindness and generosity. After the most nerve-wracking week of my life, I woke up at 2am on Saturday morning and met my partners in not really a crime at a gas station near my entitled dad's house. We successfully dropped off the Prius, and once I got back home, I immediately turned around and drove to my brother's place in the next state to meet up with my sister and hang out with my adorable little baby nieces. The best part is, while I was hanging out with the kids, my dad called my sister livid that I wasn't answering the phone and demanded to know how the Prius got to his house. My sister looked at me dead in the eye as she told my dad that she has no idea what he's talking about and that I've been at my brother's place since Friday. When he demanded to talk to me, she said he couldn't because I'd already left and hung up the phone. She told me over a nice bottle of bourbon that she'd also been planning on going no contact with them for a while and that she was so proud of me for having the strength to pull this all off. Now I'm just straight chilling, 
Looking forward to the future with my court appearance for a legal name change looming just over the horizon and following up on a couple applications I put out for some higher paying jobs in my field. I can't say for sure that they won't try something, but my dad is very limited in what he can do. Really, it feels like I've dropped a huge weight. They really caused me a great deal of pain and suffering throughout my years on this planet. And it feels amazing to finally be free. Wow, what a great story. I guess this story just shows how speaking to people can genuinely change lives. I'm gonna put on screen right now just a few of the hundreds, if not thousands of supportive comments that OP has received on both part one and part two. And clearly we can tell from part two that that ultimately has led to her decision to go non-contact with her horrible entitled parents, which is clearly just a win. Amazing stuff. I guess it just shows really that speaking to people and hearing their opinions can alter your mindset in a really positive way op well done apparently my friend owns an entire city i planned a trip to a particular tourist friendly city i really like visiting because of the history and number of things to do while there i know someone who lives in the area and when i mentioned i was planning to spend a few days there it was suggested that i stay in her guest room to save on hotel costs this friend has some mental health issues mainly undiagnosed bipolar i suspect but diagnosed depression and anxiety and can be a little flaky so i didn't cancel my reservation at the hotel as i didn't prepay and could always cancel later I didn't tell her that though fast forward to a week before the trip and she tells me she's not feeling mentally able to have someone stay with her she's feeling anxious so she wants to be alone and she tells me not to come i took that to mean i couldn't stay with her which was fine i still had my hotel reservation and since it was in the city center it would be more convenient location wise anyway so i fly into the city and get an uber to my hotel then get settled. I texted her and asked how she was feeling that day. She said she was okay and not feeling very anxious that particular day. So I texted back, that's great. I'm glad you're having a good day. Do you feel like getting dinner tonight? If not, that's all right. I thought it would just be nice to catch up while I'm here, but I understand if you don't feel up to it. Just let me know. A few minutes later, she calls me and immediately starts screaming and shrieking at me that she had told me not to come and that I had no right to be there or to put her in the position of having to entertain when she doesn't want to. I calmly told her I didn't expect her to entertain me at all if she didn't want to and that I was perfectly happy to just explore by myself each day and relax in my hotel every night no obligation for her to even see me if she didn't want to she yelled at me again that i was a horrible person for invading her privacy and coming to the city when she told me not to i responded that whether or not i stayed with her or even saw her wasn't a factor in my decision to visit the city for a long weekend i was in a hotel and happy to be there so i could come and go as i please she's now doing some thinking about our friendship and deciding whether she can remain friends with someone who goes against her wishes like that yeah i don't think she really needs to put much thought into that because i'm done with the friendship myself I don't need a friend who tries to act like she can keep a person from visiting a tourist heavy city just because she doesn't want to see them or anyone else. The entitlement she's shown is pretty alarming, even taking into account her mental health issues. Expecting someone to cancel a trip they planned without you being a factor. Wow. 
Now look guys, seriously, I'm not trying to belittle this girl's mental health issues, but I really don't think this has anything to do with them at all. Like OP has made it very clear, there is zero obligation to see her, she's just touring the city. It's not that deep. But no, this girl is saying that you're not allowed into my entire city? Very, very weird. All right, now moving on to our second entitled story. Misunderstood girlfriend try to get me in trouble. So, one of my older brothers has this entitled girlfriend that often gets her way. For example, if the majority of us want to play a board game, she'll cry about it to my brother that she doesn't want to play and tell my brother not to play, so we end up not playing because there's not enough players. Whenever she comes over to visit, she would make herself at home. Seriously, I saw her using my PlayStation without my permission, and when I asked her to stop, she said it's okay since we're basically family. She doesn't like to share things, and on holidays like Christmas, she often asks for presents from all of us, even my younger sister, who doesn't even have a job, because supposedly, again, we're family. Okay, now that you understand how entitled she is, let's get to the part that annoyed me about her the most. My older brother is called Man. It's pronounced as Man. That's right, you address him as Man because his name is Man. So one day during a gathering, we were talking about the silly things that Man did recently because we all know he's the type to do funny but stupid things. And I commented, That sounds like such a man thing to do. The girlfriend blew up. She was bright red, swung her long blonde hair as if it was a weapon, and glared at me as if I was the biggest scum in the world. That's such a disgusting thing to say. You're so sexist. What he did has nothing to do with his gender, and you should apologize. So it took me a while to understand why she was blowing up like this, until I finally realized, oh snap, She thought I meant his gender, not his name. Oh, no, sorry, I think you misunderstood. Oh, shut it. I can't believe mum raised the sexist pig like you. Now, she meant my mum, but she addresses her as mum as well, because apparently we're family. What? No, seriously, you misunderstood. I should have you disowned for your toxic thinking. Once I tell mum about this, she's going to have my back, and she'll beat the heck out of you for your narrow mind. I was just kind of speechless. As she continued ranting on, I looked at my younger sister as a way to say, is she for real? Now my sister knows of course that I meant man, my brother, not man as in man. So she just thought this was funny and shrugged and just kept watching her going on a full rant. After she finished her long speech, she marched out of the room and grabbed my brother and my mum and told them what I said and that I should be punished for my narrow thinking. My brother and mother knew immediately that I meant his name, so they tried to tell her that, but she refused to believe them because she knew what she heard. With my mum and brother in tow, she came back to the living room and screeched that I'm in major trouble and that mum is for sure on her side. My mum rolled her eyes and spoke in our native language so she couldn't hear what we were talking about. Also, our language can sound a bit mean if we put in a lot of the accents and exaggeration in a loud voice. So, mum said to me in our native language, Pretend I'm yelling at you. Why? Because she's crazy and she won't shut up and I've got dinner to cook. Well, can't we just tell her the misunderstanding? Do you really want to try? And then proceed to stomp out the room as she smirked with her arms folded. During dinner, we all gathered at the dining table and the girlfriend kept smirking as she eyes me down and kept making indirect comments about me. My sister then leans into my ear and whispered, man is planning on dumping her. And I choked on my noodles, trying to suppress my laughter. The girlfriend looked confused as to why I was covering my mouth, but I just kept stifling my laugh. 
A week later, man announced he broke up with her and seems like a happy and free man. Badums. Well, hey man, I'm sorry you had to go through that. If I'm honest, I think you managed the situation really well. Dealing with your girlfriend in an appropriate manner and then dumping her. Good job. And now for our third entitled parent story. Entitled dad slash deadbeat dad legally steals $65,000 from daughter about to start college. This is not my story, but another post reminded me of a friend that this happened to. Entitled dad with a wife, son, and daughter, both under 10 years old, has an affair. Gets young girlfriend pregnant, dumps his family for her, and the baby not yet born. Despite being ordered to pay child support to his two older children, he rarely pays. And if he does, it's a hundred or two tossed at them a couple of times a year. He only sees them on holidays at his parents' house, but occasionally calls during their birthday month or a few weeks after. Twice or three times in five years, he called with less than an hour's notice and picked them up for burgers and hot dogs at a drive-in restaurant where you sit in the car and a server brings your food out on a tray that hooks on the car window. Meanwhile, the young girlfriend decides raising one baby is all she's up for, so she dumps his butts. And of course, he treats her and his new baby daughter the same as his ex-wife and older children. Years pass. The new baby daughter is 15 and her mother is killed in a car wreck. The court orders her to live with the dad. Why did the entitled dad fight for her in court when he hadn't cared less about her in 15 years? Well, it was a commercial truck that hit and killed her mother, and the company was desperate to make an out-of-court settlement to avoid a lawsuit. The daughter hates her dad, but she's powerless to defy the courts. The settlement is accepted for about $65,000. The money goes into a college fund, but of course, the entitled dad is on the account because of US law, and you know what happens next. The next couple of years are rocky, but the daughter is a quiet type who avoids confrontation. So she mostly just studies and endures, waiting to get out and go to college. It comes time to go to college and she discovers that her dad had cleaned out the accounts and closed it. When she confronted him, he did the classic reaction of yelling, calling her names, saying she owed him, etc. Surprise ending, she and her older half-sister became good friends as adults. Unfortunately, the older brother turned out to be a lot like his dad. Oh my, well, I thought the title was shady at first, but that was even worse than I'd expected. Jesus. You're telling me the only reason this dad came back into his daughter's life was because her mum was tragically killed and he thought he could make money out of it. I mean, that is mind-blowing entitlement right there. Wow. And now moving on to our final story of today's episode. Karen doesn't realize that I'm a citizen tries to enslave wife and me with fake debts. This is a story about somebody much more well-off than me expecting me to meet their financial obligations while demanding that I falsify medical paperwork and commit insurance fraud while withholding pay. Basically, my wife and I had just immigrated back to the US and needed jobs and a place to stay. We thought we'd struck gold when a fabulously wealthy woman hired myself as a groundskeeper and maintenance guy and my wife as a cook and maid for her elderly parents. The pay was low, but part of it involved being able to live rent-free in the second house on the estates. The elderly couple were extremely senile, but still the sweetest old folks you can imagine. 
It was a really nice property. So for a few months, everything was great. Then about three months in, my wife noticed the pantry, which was itself bigger than our living room, was not being restocked by the grocery delivery company that normally did these things. We contacted our employer who flew into a rage that managing that sort of thing was our responsibility so she'd cancelled the delivery service without telling us it became apparent that she fully expected us to notice and take care of it ourselves when i asked her how she expected us to buy groceries for her parents when she didn't even tell us she cancelled the service she became extremely irate direct quotes then why the f do i sign a check to each of you every week yeah this dog earnestly thought we should be using our personal paychecks which were not very big to pay for her parents upkeep after much deliberation she grudgingly left us a credit card to go out and buy groceries for her parents which added to our workload at no extra pay but we didn't have anywhere else to stay and no other job lined up so we just dealt with it well another few months go by and she contacts us again she wants us to sign something the paperwork shows up and it requests for medical documentation from an insurance company the chick wants us to attach our timesheets to it sign it and send it back to the insurance company well i read it and it becomes apparent she has elder care insurance to pay for live-in nursing services and has told them that we are nurses so she can try and get them to pay our wages i contact her and inform her that we have not provided medical care we're not licensed to and we're not going to fill out the paperwork cue mother of all poop storms Karen goes nuts, screaming into the phone about how much she has done for us and that we owe her, how she will report that we're neglecting her parents, and then call immigration on us and have us deported. I don't think she ever realized that I am a citizen and my wife immigrated legally. I tell her that what she's asking us to do is fraud and that I'd rather get fired than arrested for a felony. I tell her she has 90 days to find a replacement for us and that we'll be moving out things devolve into her screaming about how much money she has and how she's besties with the cops and has a bunch of expensive lawyers to sue us with i suggest that she ask one of those lawyers how they feel about defending her for insurance fraud and then i hang up my wife and i continue our services for the old folks while looking for a new place because they were actually super nice and the situation wasn't their fault They were also very senile, mistaking us for other people they knew, forgetting they had kids, etc. So they can't be held accountable for their daughter's behavior as they lack any ability to intervene. Then, instead of a paycheck, I get a bill for the last eight months of rent and a note that she isn't paying our wages until we pay me back for everything you owe me plus interest she had valued the rent of the second house provided in our contract at more than she paid us monthly so we'd never actually be able to pay it off yeah this dog actually tried to make us into indentured servants so without responding i continue performing my duties studiously keeping logs on our hours and retaining all the receipts for how much more we owed her 90 days go by without a paycheck We purchased groceries using the card she provided, which she added to our debts. We document everything. About a week before the 90 day, we contact two government agencies. First, the State Department of Labor to report exploitation, and second, Adult Protective Services to inform them that an elderly couple that requires caretaking are going to no longer have caretakers 
and that their daughter has refused to provide it. Then we call her and inform her that she is going to be receiving some phone calls from these agencies shortly and should probably contact her attorney. There was about a 60 second dead silence on the phone, then hysterical laughter as she hung up. Okay, not the response I expected, but screw it. One more week and we're gone. Eight hours later, she shows up in the driveway in a rental car. This dog bought a one-way plane ticket to come out to the estate and report us to the cops for trespassing on the property. This, of course, doesn't work because we've got a tenancy contract. And if she wants us gone, she has to utilize the legal eviction process. She then tries to claim we are illegal aliens, which a quick glance in our wallets at our IDs by the cops proves false. She starts to shriek at them about if they know who she is or how expensive her lawyers are. The cops have that unique expression of irritated and amused that cops dealing with some dumb stuff they aren't allowed to comment on get and advise her not to talk to us or attempt to enter or go near the guest house. She moves into their house that night and presumably takes over our duties. I would go out on the balcony every day for the week before I left to drink my coffee and smile as I stared across the big, luxurious lawn to see her standing in the picture window, arms crossed, glaring death at me. To make a long story short, the expensive lawyer she has convinced her to pay our back wages with additional interest for violating state labor laws by withholding them. It turns out that trying to enforce actual slavery is still illegal after all. Who knew? Like, what is this woman playing at? She should be locked up. That is genuinely modern day slavery. If you were charging someone rent and then paying their wages at less than the rent, how can they ever escape? Seriously, like, like what is this? This is like a, a modern day prison as well. Ridiculous. Lock her up and throw away the bloody key. Entitled parents want me to fake my vaccination card. I am an 18 year old woman and I still live with my parents who are anti-vaxxers and since the pandemic, also covid idiots. In my country, they are called Kwerdenka. My mum is especially against all COVID restrictions. She doesn't believe that COVID is dangerous and she thinks that the government only wants to control and kill us. She said repeatedly that we're living in a dictatorship and that the vaccine is going to kill us all. Also, since the pandemic, she started on various protests and is heavily active in conspiracy groups on Telegram, Facebook, etc., what a woman now my father isn't as extreme as her but he also believes that the vaccine is going to harm us because there hasn't been enough research yet in my country i have to be tested nearly every day in school in order to avoid infections and online school so does my brother who is an 18 year old my father also has to be tested every day at his workplace and if anyone is covid positive all of us will have to quarantine for two weeks If you're working, you don't get paid during this period of time. This could be avoided if you get the vaccine. We wouldn't have to be tested regularly and we wouldn't be quarantined if anyone in our class or family member has COVID. That's the initial situation of my story. The father of my best friend is a doctor and also an anti-vaxxer. He is allowed to vaccinate patients, but he just uses it as an excuse to fake vaccinate himself and his family. That's his daughter, son, and wife. My family is really close to his. I've been friends with his daughter since elementary school and we live in the same neighborhood. He knows that my parents are also anti-vaxxers and he made an offer to my mother approximately two months ago. He would also fake vaccinate us, my parents, my brother, and me. Oh my God. 
you're telling me a doctor is giving out fake vaccines what is going on now my mother has been afraid that i'm going to get vaccinated because i don't believe in all this bs about the government and covid i think covid is dangerous and deadly she knows my opinion and is deeply afraid that i will get killed because of the vaccine as soon as i turn 18 guess what one week after my birthday i got vaccinated without them knowing two months ago she told me about the doctor's offer and i clearly declined back then i was still 17 it is a crime in bad cases you have to go to jail for five years and i don't want to infect innocent people because i'm not really vaccinated i said all of this to her and at first she tried to make me feel guilty she wouldn't be afraid anymore that i got vaccinated she's done so much for us etc but i still declined She hasn't brought it up since then. One week ago, my parents wanted to talk to me and my brother in private. They shut down the internet and brought our mobiles into a different room. I immediately knew what they wanted from us. Apparently, my mother told my father about the doctor's offer because he has enormous pressure at his workplace, getting tested every day, the risk of being positive and quarantining for two weeks without payments. My father told us about his problems at work and said that it would be disastrous for us, me and my brother, if he tested positive because both of us are going to be graduating this year and missing two weeks of school is really bad. I just thought he was going to tell us about the offer and leave the decision up to us, but I thought wrong. He and my mother decided that either the whole family is going to get fake vaccinated or nobody is. I understand that my father is under enormous pressure and I wouldn't say anything if he does accept the offer, but he said he won't do it if any of us decide against it. The problem is that he really wants to do it. I said again that I won't accept that offer, but I also won't stop them. Now, the fun begins. He started to blame me because now he wouldn't be able to do it. He said that we will do it as family, but is angry that I'm against it. He's decided that. He can also decide to just do it with my brother. I didn't agree with his decision in the first place. At that moment, he's shouting at me, trying to guilt trap me. I just wanted to go and said I was going to think about it. Four days ago, that's three days after the first conversation, I told my mother that I still won't do it. During dinner, my father brought the topic up again. I still declined and told them they can do it without me. He didn't accept my answer. He started shouting again and also insulted me. How dumb I am, how stubborn, and that I think I'm so much better than them. He said he was disappointed in me because he thought that I was smarter than that, etc. That hurt me. I don't think I'm dumb. I'm one of the best of my class and I'm currently doing the German version of A-levels. And I absolutely don't think I'm something better than my parents. I just don't agree with them. After that, he started to have some kind of breakdown, I think. He started crying and saying that he was worried that he wouldn't be able to provide for us anymore if he gets quarantined because he won't get paid during this period of time. He admitted that he is putting enormous pressure on me, but he doesn't care. You have to know that I quickly have a remorse for the simplest things. Just when I think about hurting the feelings of others, especially my family members, and making them feel anxious, bad, etc., my conscience intervenes. Now my father is telling me that I could take away his and my mother's fear if I do what they want me to do. But I still refused. This caused a major feeling of guilt and remorse in me. Since he started insulting me, I hadn't said anything, and his reproach made me feel so bad. 
I nearly started crying after that I got up went to my room and cried My feelings were so mixed up. I've got a strong sense of justice But I felt so guilty and also so betrayed as soon as I won't dance after the tune of my parents They start to insult and guilt trap me Needless to say, I didn't sleep well that night since then my mother hasn't brought this topic up again But my father won't speak to me. He's ignoring me giving me the silent treatment But I have to admit that I don't really care anymore I don't know what he's gonna do and I also don't understand why i've got to be a part of all this It's my decision. He can decide differently if he wants to but I know that if I give in They'll use this method every time I say no to something This is the first time that I do something against the will of my parents and my behavior in this situation will determine how they treat me and my decisions in future. Just to clarify, my parents don't know that I am already vaccinated, but my friend told me her father, that's the doctor, would cover up for me and wouldn't tell my parents anything. First of all, OP, fair play to you for getting your actual vaccine and not listening to your, honestly, pretty dumb parents. Look, I get it. Some people don't want to get the vaccine. Fine, it's not ideal, obviously, but it's their choice. But whatever you do, don't get a fake vaccine and put everyone else in danger from a doctor who, for some reason, is willing to risk prison time? What is going on there? Seriously, if the dad feels so much pressure to get vaccinated, I have an amazing solution for him. Just get the vaccine, bro. It's not that hard. You absolute freak. And now moving on to our second story. Karen thinks she owns the sidewalk because she didn't train her dogs. I used to have a leash trained cat named Eva who loved going on walks. I would take her to this nice little trail that looped around a pond but only had street parking. So I would have to park my car a little up the street and walk maybe 60 feet on the sidewalk to reach the beginning of the path. I was leaving the path and we were on the sidewalk heading back to my car when this happened when we turned off the path to the sidewalk i spot an entitled lady walking two golden retrievers heading towards us since eva didn't give a dang about being around well-behaved dogs we continued walking in her direction to my car we were about 80 feet away when the dogs notice eva and they start going nuts They were barking, pulling at their leashes, and trying to lunge forward to get at her. The entitled lady wasn't doing anything to try and control the dogs. She didn't try and moving them off to the side, shortening their leash, telling them to stop, anything. Instead, she let them pull her towards us and even started doing a little trot to let them run at us. I have Eva heel and stay near my feet so I can pick her up just in case. They get closer and she's still not doing a dang thing to hinder them. So I move off the sidewalk and into the streets. She then began letting them off the sidewalk to angle towards us. At that point, they're almost on us. So I scoop up Eva. Only then, when they're snarling and lunging at me, does the entitled lady try and control them and hold them back. I was trying to get the frick out of there when the shrill harpy decided to open her gaping maw and yell, Leave! You can't be here! What the heck did you just say? You can't have your cat here. I was already walking away from her, but then the lady turned around and let the dogs follow after me to continue trying to attack us. This was all yelled at my back as I tried to get Eva to the safety of my car. But this is public property. 
No, this is where I walk my dogs. And this is where I walk my cats. I have my cat in the car at this point. And I'm yelling this through a cracked window while her dogs are jumping at the side of my car, still trying to attack us. Illegally, you can't have her here. What the heck are you talking about? Your cats hurt dogs. You can't be here. Don't come back. The rest of our exchange was her trying to say that it was illegal for me to walk either there because it excited dogs. And she'd walked her dogs there for years and she lived nearby, so it was her sidewalk. By saying my cat hurt dogs, she was referring to the strain the collar put on their necks when she was holding them back from attacking us. She said she would call the cops on me for walking my cat. And I told her to go ahead and call them so I could report her dogs for being aggressive. That stopped her for a second. But as I was driving, she was screaming threats at me about bringing my cat back. Not gonna lie, I'm petty. For the rest of my time living in that crummy town, whenever I passed her walking her dogs, I'd slow my car down, honk my horn, and set the dogs off, and then flip her off and set her off. It always gave me a smile to see her getting yanked around by her goldens while screaming at the top of her lungs. Yeah, probably some of the dumbest logic I've ever heard there. My dogs are attacking your cat, pulling on their lead, and therefore your cat's hurting my dog. I mean, make it make sense. What is that? Seriously, go back to school, get an education, you clown. I don't even know too much about dogs, but I thought that golden retrievers are some of the easiest dogs to train. I guess that just shows that this Karen is negligent, doesn't really care, thinks everyone else should pander to her. Just go away. And now for our final story of today's episode. Mum invites herself to my graduation. Grandfather's girlfriend tells me to uninvite her. This will be a pretty mild story, but I'm still mad about it. So now I'm making it the internet's problem and amusements. For some backstory, a few years back, my house had gotten foreclosure on because of my parents' questionable financial decisions. I was too young at the time to fully understand the situation, but I can tell you that my mother rarely decided to have a job. So, After the foreclosure, my older sister, who's nine years older than me, was gracious enough to let me, my mother, my father, and my brother move into her basement rent-free, on the condition that my mother get a job and we get an apartment or find somewhere else within six months. If I recall correctly, mum stayed six months, my father and I stayed eight months, and my brother is still there, but now pays rent. Why did my mother stay six and my father and I stay eight? Well, because at some point, my mother decided that was the best time to separate from my father. She came into the basement, gathered me, my father and my brother, and announced that she was leaving. Because your father is worthless, a lost cause, and also OP, your brother is useless and lazy. This coming from the woman who sat at home and cross-stitched all day, never helping her children with school, driving, or getting jobs. And yet, off she went to go and live with her co-worker. So, within the next few months, my father scrounged up a bit of money by taking extra runs at work as a truck driver and getting help from his father. And the two of us moved to another state in an apartment close to his father. I went back to school and honestly did better there in that one year and a half than I'd ever done with my old school. Why? Because my grandfather's girlfriend had talked to a friend of hers and talked her into tutoring me. For one thing, I have undiagnosed ADHD. And because of this, I have a huge difficulty focusing and retaining information. But I did it. I graduated a year and a half late, but I did it. Now I had to make a decision. 
Did I want to invite my mother to the graduation? Did I want her to be there for this milestone of my life that she not only didn't help with but almost stopped me from reaching because of her unwillingness to be a parent? Well, fortunately for me, I didn't have to make the decision. She decided that she was invited without asking by asking me what day the graduation was so she could schedule her vacation days. Without answering her, I went right to my father and asked what he thought. How did he feel about her coming? Was he going to be okay with her staying for a few days? He was pretty emotionally messed up after she decided to abandon us the way she did. But he insisted it was fine and tried to make sure that I was okay with it. Now, I didn't really have enough of a backbone to tell her how I really felt. So I just told her the day I was graduating and kind of left it at that. I was pretty annoyed that she felt entitled to come to my graduation but I didn't want to fight about it. While at my tutor's house with my grandfather to work on some stuff, graduation comes up and I tell them that, yeah, my mother is coming. They both have some feelings about it because they know the history, but ultimately it's my decision and they leave it alone. However, then my grandfather told his girlfriend when he went back to his house to pick up some tools. So his girlfriend then calls me and decides to give me her two cents. Mind you, I have known this woman for less than a year and in that period of time, she's asserted herself to be a strong-willed woman who absolutely does not approve of my lifestyle and has tried to change several things about me. Her two cents are essentially, your mother is coming? Why? What does your father think? No, really, what does your father think? Are you sure? What do you think? What does he think? I think you should uninvite her for his sake. You need to uninvite her. I'm still pretty spineless, but I managed to stand my ground enough to tell her that my graduation is my event and I decide who's coming. I explained that I've already talked to my father and he's expressed that he's fine. However, just to be sure, when my father came home from work, he and I talked about it again and he assured me that it was fine. Eventually, when the topic of a celebratory dinner was brought up, it was decided that rather than have everyone attend one, my grandfather was going to bring me to one with me, him, his girlfriend, my father, and my tutor, whom I'd invited, and my father was going to host another with me, my mother, my sister, and her four-month-old. It was annoying me that these 50-plus-year-olds were acting like the four-month-old, but two dinners was enough to shut me up. The graduation ceremony and the dinners went without hitch for the most part. Aside from my grandfather's girlfriend whispering to me that she wants to punch my mother while hugging me. That was very cool. So, not a terribly eventful or horrible story. Fortunately, no screaming Karens, but I hope it was a relatable enough story to be enjoyable. A few too many entitled people involved in this story for my liking. I thought it was bad enough at first with just your mother acting like an absolute cow, but then your grandfather's girlfriend who's known you less than a year gets involved. Um, wow, keep out of it. It's my graduation. F off? I mean, seriously, any normal family would say, yeah, it's your event, invite who you want, we'll do what you say. But no, not this family, not these two women. They've got to get their nose involved and do what they want. Brilliant scenes. Stop, please. Get some help. Stop it. Get some help. My abusive ex-stepfather asked me to call the police if I knew anything. So I did. I am a 29-year-old woman. 
and I live with my mum and her new boyfriend. We'll call him Ahat when I was a child. They met when I was 10 years old. But from the moment I met this man, I never liked him. He gave off the most terrifying vibes, and even as a child, I could instinctively tell that there was something wrong with this man. Fast forward six years, and my mum and Ahat are getting married on my birthday, no less. I have three new siblings in that time from their marriage, and this man, for the past six years, has made my life a living hell. He was physically and verbally aggressive almost every single day to me, my mum, and siblings. However, he did, and still does, have a particular dislike towards me. To this day, I'm still not sure why. He would exclude me from family events, force family members to not give me presents at Christmas and birthdays, and then humiliate me on those events and make a scene of me not receiving gifts. Body shame me? I was 11 years old when he did this, mind you, and called me a hoe for wearing a skirt. He also spent approximately $50,000 of my inheritance on himself things like mountain bikes and the like. He would hide my phone for no reason, so I couldn't contact my father or friends or extended family. He wouldn't let me eat the yummy food, but would sit there and eat it in front of me. He ruined the very expensive 4WD I bought my mum as an adult out of my inheritance. And once he ruined it, left it at its demise place, which was out of town in the backcountry, down a steep slope and in a creek for me and my mum to sort out. And there's even more. Stolen cars and motorbikes, started a bushfire, tried to pin a break and enter of a friend's house in the middle of the night on my boyfriend. And that is just a snippet of the charms of this literally awful human being. I moved out of home very shortly after the wedding. And at 16, I was living on my own, juggling two part-time jobs, full-time school in a brand new state and a brand new city. But it was a heck ton better than living at home. Fast forward again another 10 years, so I'm now 26, and my mum has finally had the courage to separate from Ahat with my three siblings after years of further abuse from him. He still tries and terrorizes their lives and controls them and demonstrates very threatening behavior, but at least they're out. My three siblings choose to stay with my mum for obvious reasons, but still had to have visitation with their father due to custody arrangements. Ahat always had a lot of resentment towards the children for this, but can you blame them? I I certainly can't. Fast forward now to present day. I have full care of the oldest of my three younger siblings, as she wanted to escape Ahat and move states to live with me. I fully supported this because I've always tried to help where I can. The youngest of the three stays with mum. The middle child, my brother, was very traumatized by his dad's behavior and consequently has a lot of untreated trauma and behavior to go with it. I tried to take care of him and let him live with me and my family at one point. However, he also was too violent for me to handle. Ahat actively stopped my brother getting the mental health help he needed. I believe this to be that it might have held him accountable if my brother told anyone anything too incriminating. My brother moves back to my mother and younger sister. He is also too violent for them to handle. Side notes, I understand my brother's behavior is not okay either, and unfortunately, a lot of it is learnt behavior. And when he has sought out help, Ahat quickly stopped that. I'm hoping in the future he can hopefully and finally get the help he needs. Anyway, last week on Sunday, my brother assaulted a family member when at my mum's house. He was escorted off the property by police and taken to Ahat's house to live now. I get a message from him on Wednesday for the first time in years saying, 
Your brother is missing. The police have been called. If you know anything, call me or the police. Instant panic sets in. I feel like a scared child again from a very benign message from this man. I sat looking at this message all night wondering what to do about it. That's when it came to me. Ahat asked me to call the police if I knew anything. He didn't specify what I had to know and tell the police, just that if I knew anything to call them. So I did. I called the police and I told them that I felt I had some very important information to tell them regarding my missing brother. I told them everything all the abuse that had happened to me and my family at great lengths i told them that if they return my brother when they find him to ahat's house that they will be putting him in direct danger i told them absolutely everything the police were very interested to hear this about ahat and put me on hold while the police officer i was speaking to went to discuss something with her superior when i got taken off hold i'm talking to a more senior officer now He wants me to reiterate the story, which I do. He says someone will call me back. Okay, I think. I get a call back not longer, and they ask, if needed, would I sign a statement to what I had said? Of course, I agree. I go down to my local police station to sign said statements about what I've told the police. There is now an arrest warrant out for Ahat for a multitude of reasons. Seems there was more in his police file that I wasn't aware of. And I was told that under no circumstance would Ahat be getting my brother, when he's found, or any of my other siblings back in his care. So, not the juiciest of entitled parents on here, but I did maliciously comply with my butthole ex-stepfather's request of calling the police if I knew anything. And now he won't be able to hurt my family anymore. So, that's worth smiling over. It's been a slow burn to see any kind of justice come to this evil, entitled, terrible human but my patience eventually paid off now op has actually given us some clarifications and a couple of edits to try and you know give us a little bit more insight into how this story is unfolding number one i am from australia which might clarify some confusion our police system works a little differently down here where we can go to our local police station regardless of what state we're in as once the job number has been created it can be accessed and also acted upon on a federal level that means accessed across the entire country number two the police have reason to believe however they aren't able to disclose the exact reason why they believe this that my brother is safe and fine and have said as much to me but again they haven't elaborated on this. I believe that my brother and Ahat probably had a triggering event transpire and that my brother ran away and has gone underground or into hiding. He has done this before, however, it never reached a police level. There were some people in the comment section of Reddit saying that it was strange that I was here posting the story onto Reddit about the incident while my brother was still missing, and I can understand where they're coming from. However, being states away from my brother specifically on an island state and with covid restrictions i'm unable to get to his states so for now i've done everything i can from where i am i've also contacted and disclosed everything to child safety which i've done so 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 many times before this is the most i can do from where i am unfortunately Yeah, makes complete sense to me. To be fair, OP, as long as the police are saying that your brother is almost definitely okay, I think, yeah, you're you're doing as much as you can. No need to get worked up about it. He's done it before. I'm sure he'll be fine. 
Update number three. My sister, the oldest of the three that lives with me full time, has made contact via social media with my brother today. Okay, so there we go. My brother was very vague and secretive to my sister and wasn't willing to disclose where he was, which I can understand. We've all experienced the lengths of Ahat's secretive nature. So by not telling us anything he knows, Ahat can't manipulate, intimidate, or threaten us to get any information out of us if we don't know anything. I can confirm that it was most definitely our brother as he used a safe word that we have between us four siblings as Ahat would often take our phones So we'd always use that safe word So we'd actually know it was our sibling we were talking to not potentially Ahat's the same goes for dangerous situations If we'd ever need assistance We would say the safe word for help as to not alert anyone we were asking for help Very good idea for anyone else experiencing a similar experience How sad is that though? that you have to even go to that extent to have a safe word from your own father your own stepdad that is oh terrible speaking of number four no word on location or outcome of a hat as he is no longer a direct family member i'm not going to be informed until it is public knowledge i imagine the officer did say that she would contact me if there was anything else i did need to know however it may be a bit of time until we hear any outcome for him In the 19 years I have known him, he has almost always managed to wiggle his way out of any repercussions of his actions. So I'm not holding my breath that this time will be any different, but I still have hope. It's better than resentment and negativity. And finally, number five, I just received another text from Ahat saying, Obviously no concern of yours, hey, big sis. Thanks for caring, only for yourself. I haven't replied to his original text and I won't reply to this one either. This text has rattled me just like the first one. No matter how far you physically remove yourself from the person who has traumatized you, it can very quickly come straight back to take you back to feeling like it's happening all over again. Deep breaths and keep on. And lastly, I've been so blown away by everyone's support. Nothing like this has ever happened to me with so much support and kind words from so many people. It's been so amazing, humbling, and beautiful that people have taken the time to wish me and my family well wishes and love and strength. It's people like all of you that give me hope and motivation to not harbor anger towards people and the world for the rubbish situations I've gone through in my life because there is so much good out there. Thank you so, so much. And look, guys, this post has, you know, over 6,000 upvotes at the time of recording, but insanely, it has over 160 comments as well. And they are all, to be fair, incredibly positive. I'll just go through a few. I mean, look at this one. Good on you. Hope your brother's found safe and Ahat didn't do something to him and only called you to start building an alibi. Yes, I really hope that's also what happened. I mean, look, what a comment by Stella Manatee. I'm in awe of your bravery. Not easy to come from such an abusive step-parent to work and live your life at such a young age and still manage to be there for your siblings. An absolute standing ovation for telling the police everything you knew as your butthole ex-stepfather requested. All the best to you. I hope you have a happy, peaceful life. And guys, you have to understand, look, Opie has been through a lot. Seeing these insane comments of support probably just makes them feel amazing. And it's vindication, right? They now know they've done the right thing. If they were unsure, comments like this can really help them to understand that. You know what, guys? Let's get involved. It doesn't have to be just Reddit. It can be our community as well. Let's get down in the comments and give Opie some messages of support to let them know that they definitely are doing the right thing here and that they've done something amazing. If you've got any advice, 
or tips, maybe past experiences that you've had, or just, you know, general empathy, comment down below. Hopefully we can get OP to see this video and see the insane support that you lot can give. And now moving on to our second story of today's Entitled Parents episodes being hated for being free hello everybody new member here i'd just like to share an experience i've had recently it's a long read but one i believe many of you will likely relate to as a 27 year old man i have many friends with children mostly in the toddler age group as well as many friends without children like myself now don't get me wrong i love being the fun friend uncle friend uncle whatever but i've always stood firm in my decision not to sire children to that end most of my friends with children have grown to accept that and we just don't bring it up no cause to right i think my friends just expect that one day i and whoever i may be courting will announce a pregnancy to which end i know they'll be disappointed but that's okay see being a single childless young man i naturally have quite a bit more freedom in life than my friends with children i can still live life on a whim they can't i can roughly predict what the next two weeks will hold they can't if i want to have kids later in life i can reverse that decision would likely adopt they can't of course most of my friends with children are still wholesome and loving friends they love to see me traveling to exotic places and they adore the small trinkets and lengthy stories i bring home with me one set of friends however has shown their true colors lately see over the past few years i've helped them left right and center financially i don't mind because they have mouths to feed and i know how it feels to struggle so i don't want to see my friends and their children doing the same the most notable expense was the 1.8k i shelled out to literally buy them a running vehicle bear that in mind that 1800 will be important later the friends in question have a three-year-old together and the girlfriend has a nine-year-old from a previous relationship this couple in particular has turned very bitter to me lately almost as soon as they found out that i'm planning a month-long trip to brazil in june my friend's immediate response was oh you should be saving that money so you can buy a house and start a family and i replied well i have no interest in reproducing and i'm not ready to set an anchor we've discussed that and his girlfriend pipes in yeah whatever must be nice to just fly off all over the world maybe one day you'll know what it's like to be responsible instead of only thinking about you um excuse me excuse me i worked my fingers to the bone to save for this vacation and all my previous voyages and to that end i'm not done yet i've been strictly budgeting my money for over a year to make this happen i even gave up both cigarettes and soda to save a few more dollars per week no eating out no buying video games basically nothing outside of the essentials i work more hours per week than both of them combined not judging look they've got kids to care for but still i earn this and then for them to act like i'm a lesser man because i didn't accidentally reproduce right out of high school to me that was both laughable and pathetic now even at this point i chalked it up to okay they resent me for it in the moment i guess i understand that because i know that neither of them has ever gotten to do such a thing and i do feel somewhat like a jerk that they have to watch me fly off to brazil knowing they can't afford to do much because well raising children is expensive but then they take it a massive step further and ask me to borrow three thousand dollars so they too can do something this summer 
she even whipped out her phone and pulled up the resort they wanted to stay at on Table Rock Lake, Missouri. As soon as I noticed she'd entered the info for a 14-day stay totaling 2.4K, I realized they had planned to ask for this money all along. I was honestly speechless for a moment. So eventually, I said something along the lines of, Look, man, I've been saving for this for over a year. I can't afford to loan any of that money out, or I won't be able to afford to go on my vacation. And to be honest, I still have to recoup that 1.8k I loaned you guys before my plans are even back in the green. So I'm sorry, but the answer is no. And they just lost it. All your single buttholes ever think about is yourself. You have no idea what it's like. We never get to do anything. Some friend you are, you'd rather go off by yourself than help our kids have a good summer. At that point, I simply left without another word. It's clear to me now that all I ever was was a piggy bank. In truth, I guess it was my fault for being proud of my frugality and occasionally mentioning my savings. Like, hey man, I hit 10K today. Two thirds of the way there. This all happened last weekend. And even today, I received another text. Are you sure we can't all just go to the lake together? The kids really need this. It's not like you can't go to Brazil another time. And this, friends, has been a hastily written and hurtful example of entitlements. Takeaways. One, don't discuss your finances with anyone that isn't directly affiliated with them. Yourself and or your partner, maybe your parents, but not your friends. Two, never loan money to friends. Treat it as a gift that you will not see returned. If you do see it returned, yeah, treat it as a nice surprise. And three, thank you for reading and feel free to share discourse or similar stories in the comments. All right, guys, comment down below. What are your thoughts on those three takeaways that, you know, I'll put them up on screen. You don't need to see my ugly face. <laughs> Takeaway one, don't discuss your finances with anyone that isn't directly affiliated with yourself. Yeah, okay, I agree with that. He actually says here, not your friends. I don't know. Uh, maybe if they're like your very, very, very close friends, then you can. I mean, personally, we have done. I think that's absolutely fine. People you trust. But yeah, not people that you really, really don't know amazingly well. That's for sure. Two, never loan money to friends. I actually do agree with this one. Even my best friends, I wouldn't loan money to expecting them to pay me back necessarily. I'm not saying like just a small amount of money, but you know, a proper chunk of money if you're gonna loan that to a mate yeah realistically don't expect to see it back obviously you'd hope it comes back but yeah he's right if you do see it return treat it as a surprise i completely agree with that and three yeah comment down below fellas what are your thoughts on this story personally again loved it um i, I can't believe the entitlement though like yeah it's your money you've chosen not to have a kid and not to have a partner obviously you're going to have more money for yourself then like, obviously you can spend it on stuff that you want to do it's so weird isn't it like yeah look don't get me wrong i want to have children someday and a family but you can't really abuse people for not wanting to do that and then spending their own money on themselves and having a good time that's not selfish that just that just makes sense right i don't understand that logic at all like it is actually just mental you owe them absolutely nothing you've done very well in your life to be able to go away and you know have a nice vacation that you deserve you've been you know penny picking for ages gonna make it happen so fair play to you but um yeah just because they've got kids and have obviously much more expenses they can't do that and that's their choice psycho entitled parents breaks into a house holds a girl at gunpoints and then lies to the police okay 
first of all, this didn't happen to me, but a friend of mine. So I'm writing it in the third person as I heard it. Two, I know how fake the title sounds, but she showed me security footage of the event that transpired, and yep, it was real. It actually happened. So basically, let me set the stage. I'm going to be using fake names to protect identities, of course. Person this happened to is Elizabeth. Elizabeth's mother is Christina. The entitled parent is Karen and the entitled teen is Darren. This happened around four years ago. Basically, Christina had a computer that she let her neighbor's kid use from time to time, as long as Christina was there to watch them. If she was gone, then she would tell her daughter, Elizabeth, who was about 16 or 17 at the time, that they weren't allowed to use the computer. But usually, if Christina wasn't home, neither was Elizabeth. Now, here's a key fact. Before they go out, they would always lock their doors. But at one point, they thought they kept forgetting to lock their front door. So, one day, Elizabeth was actually home alone because Christina was at work and they don't allow kids where she works, at the hospital. And Elizabeth was on vacation, so she didn't have any school. She hears a knock at the door and answers it. Who's there? But Karen and her demon-spawned Darren. This is the conversation that follows. Hello? Darren wants to use your computer, said Karen. Sorry, but my mum's not home right now. Um, Come by later and see if she's home then. Look, I know she said we're not allowed to use the computer if she's not there, but you're here, so you can watch us. I'm sorry, but my mum said that I can't let you in. Oh, come on. Your mum doesn't have to know, said Darren. I'm sorry, but no means no. And I don't want to get in trouble if my mum comes home and he's still playing on it. Just come by later. Karen let out this exasperated groan and just dragged Darren away. Now, you would think that that's the end of it, but you've seen the title. We have three criminal charges here. So, about 10 minutes later, Elizabeth hears the door open and thinks her mum is home early or something. But when she goes downstairs to say hi, instead she's greeted with Karen going from a 1 to a 100 and pointing a freaking gun at her. Here's what follows. You're going to let my angel play on your computer now. Elizabeth kept her arms up, trying to de-escalate the situation. Okay, um, calm down. Put the gun down and take your kid to the computer. They later found that the gun wasn't actually loaded and belonged to the husband. But when someone is pointing a gun at you, I don't think you're going to want to call their bluff. Elizabeth then decided to go back up to her room, but Karen grabbed her. I'm not freaking done with you, you brat. Where do you keep the duct tape? This is around the points I thought that she might have been making up the story, but she then showed me what happened on her security camera. Now, I would show you guys the footage, but she wasn't comfortable with me showing it. So, Elizabeth shows Karen where the duct tape is, and Karen, I kid you not, ties Elizabeth to a chair and tapes her mouth shut. She said it had been hours before her mum showed up, and by then, they were gone. They called the police immediately, and when they confronted Karen about it, she said this. But that's my house. They're just renting it out. Yep, she bald-faced lied to the police. All it took was showing them the security footage, and she was then charged with breaking and entering, making a threat, pointing a gun at Elizabeth, and wrongful imprisonments. I can't remember what happened to the son, but I think he might have been put in juvenile detention since he was 16. It honestly astonishes me how psychotic this entitled parent was that she felt it was worth it to break and enter and wrongfully imprison a 16, 17-year-old girl just so her kid could use a freaking computer. I mean, I wish I was making this up because this is insane. Now, listen, guys, that is the end of the story. And I know what you're all thinking. 
That sounds like absolute bull. But one second, because OP has actually given us a little update. She says, I wasn't expecting this to pick up so much steam. And I do want to say a few things. One, the people who don't believe it, I can't blame you. This is very much a story that's asking for you to take my word for it. And I'm not going to ask you to take my word for it because I really don't care if you believe me or not. But I do want you to consider that, as I said, this took place four years ago. So if there are any holes in my story, they're most likely details I forgot with time. I'm only human after all. Wow, didn't know OP was a massive rag and bone man fan. Fair play. And two, the people who believe it, there's a surprising amount of you who believe this story. Honestly, even while typing this, I said to myself, I still can't believe this actually happened because it was escalated in an unbelievable way. You know what, guys? I just don't know. Is this real? Is this fake? Look, you comment down below. Let me know what you think. I'm undecided. To be honest, without the security camera footage, it is quite hard to believe this one. It does seem pretty exaggerated and unrealistic. But hey, I wasn't there. I don't know if it happened. Maybe it did. All I will say is that if I do look at the comments, every question that is being put to her, she is answering and making it sound as if maybe this did happen. I really don't know. Comment down below. And now moving on to our second story of today's episode. Stepmom purposefully ruins my sister's birthday and trash talks me to my own mum. So, a little backstory here. My parents divorced when I was four and my sister was two. But they always stayed on somewhat friendly terms for our sake. My mum had our custody, but we spent one weekend out of two with my dad and half of the vacations. When I was eight, my dad got together with the entitled mum of this story, my stepmom, and they stayed together for over 10 years. Now, she and us did not get along. To give you an idea, in high school, if I referred to her by her name to my friends, they wouldn't have any clue who I was talking about. However, if I said female dog, they knew instantly who I was talking about. So, it was my sister's 15th birthday. And around that time, my sister wanted to reduce her meat consumption. And I told my parents about my interest with Yowie to have permission to buy some. My mum said okay, my dad didn't care. So I had some at both places and everyone knew about it. One issue that came back often with her and my dad is that they kept forgetting what me and my sister didn't like to eat probably a story for another time but one of my sister's big no-nos is foie gras she finds it unethical she hates the taste and the texture unfortunately for her we're french and foie gras is a staple of holiday meals that year we went to celebrate christmas with our stepmom's family and for a starter we got a few liter of apple and foie gras My sister declined, explaining that she didn't like foie gras and we moved on. Her birthday is on Valentine's Day. So what I'm about to tell you took place less than two months after that. So my mum always insisted that we celebrated our birthday with both her and my dad at the same time. It worked well and my stepmum wouldn't always be there every time because there would be too many guests. It was always my mum organizing it and my mum's family would always be there. My father's family lived in the south of France and couldn't go up to Paris, so it wasn't a real issue. But this year, my dad insisted that the birthday be held at his place and that he would take charge of it. Therefore, my stepmom ended up being in charge. Yikes. My sister asks for an apple crumble as a birthday cake, and my stepmom tells her that it's too much trouble and that she'll make an apple pie instead. Like she couldn't have just bought one or that my mum hadn't proposed to do it instead. She got her nickname for a reason. So we agreed that on Valentine's Day, we'll meet up at my dad's place. I am the first one to arrive and my stepmom and dad are setting up the dinner. 
Now I saw my stepmom cutting up some foie gras and the apple pie next to it. I thought that must be for the starters. Oh, hi stepmom. Um, did you forget that my sister actually hates foie gras? And then she looks me straight in the eye and says, Ah, your sister is such a pain in the butt. Then she started to drop foie gras onto the pie. I was so shocked and fuming that I went to my room until my sister arrived. I wanted to tear her a new one so bad, but I knew that my grandma would probably bring cakes from the bakery, so I stopped myself from causing a scene. When I came down later on, she was talking with my mum, and I overheard her saying how she didn't understand how she could approve of me reading Yaoi. Now look guys, I don't know too much about manga, but I think Yaoi is manga. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Clearly, I don't know. My mum told her that I was old enough to buy what I wanted with my own money. Stepmom then noticed me and left. Yeah, that's right. You better run. My mum just confirmed what I'd overheard and warned me and my sister about the pie. And we're all annoyed and apprehensive the rest of the evening. And then comes the dreaded moments of cake and gifts. My sister ignores the pie and gets served a slice of what my grandma brought. Then she got her presents from my dad and stepmom. A photo shoot. The thing is, stepmom offered the same thing to her daughter for her birthday. And my sister found the pictures too adult for her taste. The fly for the photo shoots was full of almost nude female models. So my mum, to spare my sister from refusing the gift herself, said that she didn't think it was age appropriate. Sorry, just trying to work out how old your sister is. Um, you said at the start that your parents divorced when you were four and your sister was two. When you were eight, your dad got together with the entitled mum and they stayed together for over 10 years. So that means that the maximum age that your sister could be at the moment of this story is 16. Yeah, that's a bit too young for a almost naked photo shoot. What the heck? Anyway, my stepmom nearly blew up when my mum said that and passively aggressively dismissed my mum's concerns, implying they were stupid and ungrateful. My sister ended up going to the photo shoots, but she got some pictures done more to her taste. And that was the last time that my stepmom was invited to our birthdays. Yeah, but genuinely, like, what is your dad actually doing? <laughs> like, your mum seems so nice, but this new stepmom is just like terrible. Why would you go from that? Why would you just downgrade that much? You know, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'll never understand men. That's the thing. You know what? Yeah, great logic shown there. Let me swap out someone who is really nice. Um, I get along with well and, you know, has a great relationship with our kids for someone that's just horrible and my kids hate. It makes a lot of sense. It really, really does. And now for our third and final story. Have a look at this for a title. Drunk Karen ruined a party, runs away drunk, and then freaking dies. Uh, Zero to 100 real quick. How about that? This may sound too good to be true, but at least hear me out. Okay, if I have to. So, it's 2016. I was 19 at the time, and the adults were having a party. They decided to invite me, since I'm no longer a minor. So before the story, I'm going to have to tell you a little bit about the entitled mum. She is an alcoholic single mother. She is almost always seen with a bottle of Jack Daniels every time. She has two kids. They're treated well physically, but not mentally. She's pretty rich, but she's a bad mother. She sometimes pours a bit of alcohol into her son's glass because of how drunk she is. I've been planning to call the child protective services, but my dad told me not to and that he can handle it himself, which he never does. My dad's friends also refuse to for some reason. So Karma decided to help us in this story. So this was back in 2016 New Year's. My dad threw a large party, inviting my family and friends, even the entitled mum. 
because he thought that this could be a chance for her to stop being an alcoholic by talking her through it in an attempt to send her to therapy boy was he wrong so the entitled mum came with her children and the party started my family friend had prepared two bottles of wine and one bottle of munker shoulder whiskey not much because my family is never really a fan of alcohol they usually just drink fresh juice and sometimes a homemade cocktail a bit of mango juice orange juice yakult and a bit of whiskey mixed together sounds nice so while everyone is talking and having a great time the entitled mum is just busy drinking the alcohol she brought along with the ones brought by my relatives and friends i was just playing my trusty ps4 and then soon enough the entitled mum got drunk and everything started going down her kids were just playing hide and seek with my little cousins and the entitled mum went upstairs and saw me playing mortal kombat x on the upstairs living room And then the entitled mum saw me do something very violent, uh, finish him if you know the game. At that point, she starts to yell at me and throw a hissy fit, knowing full well that I am a grown adult. Then, after hearing her scream, my dad and his friend came upstairs to see what was going on. The entitled mum proceeds to make a speech about how the game I was playing is torturing his brain with poison or something. So then she yeeted my controller to the stratosphere, breaking it. That was a custom that i'd paid good money for now before she could get her hands on my ps4 itself my dad yelled her name and told her to leave the karen wasn't buying it though and kept trying to break my stuff so my dad threatened to call the cops she just didn't care so we did really call them and the entitled mum ran outside took the car forgetting her kids and if i recall correctly because we live in the suburbs the entitled mum was going full speed and crashed into a security gate. Driving in the suburbs at night was like Mario Kart Rainbow Road. If you're going slightly too fast, one wrong move and it's game over. It was nighttime and there are very little streetlights in the suburb. One security guard was injured and the entitled mum actually passed away soon after, either by brain damage, neck got cracked or heart attack. I think it was both neck and head. It turns out that my dad wasn't actually calling the cops. He just knew that the entitled mum was too dumb and was going to fall for it. But he didn't expect her to go off with a bang. Thank God her kids stayed or else there would be four victims in the crash. The entitled mum's kids weren't entitled. So my uncle actually ended up adopting them and he now has three kids. I don't have the heart to tell my uncle's adopted kids that their mum died being a freaking idiot. When the crash happened, the kids were just at home playing my PS4 with a spare controller. I had actually left my PS4 on when I was rushing to see the crash with my bike to the gates. You see kids, this is what happens if you drink too much alcohol. You become a Karen. Sincerely, an alcohol enjoyer. Wow. Wow, again, um, what a roller coaster of a story. Uh, comment down below once more. Real or fake? What are you thinking? I don't know. To be honest, I did actually think this was all like a little rubbish. And who knows? It might be. But then OP said the line about, thank God the entitled mum's kids stayed or else there'd be four victims in the crash. And when he said that, I was like, hmm, yeah. A bit of emotion. Maybe it's real. Who knows? I've got to say, though, uh, as someone who does enjoy a little bit of alcohol, don't drink and drive, fellas. Or to be honest, you deserve to die. Don't just don't do it. To be fair, the more I look at this story, the more it's pretty obvious. It almost definitely isn't true. But you know what? Who cares? Cool story. I kind of enjoyed it. It was fun. Okay, not necessarily the bit where uh, the lady died. Uh, although, to be fair, did she deserve it? Yeah, justice. Entitled mother tried to get my mother fired for being white with black kids. So, I am a 21-year-old woman. My parents are both white. They have kids, and I am number six. 
They adopted my little brother and I when we were babies My brother and I are mixed but what some call light-skinned black Anyway, this story happened when I was in elementary school First of all some backstory to help you understand my family being black and having white family Plus growing up in a prominently white area had its challenges like my brother and I had swim passes So sometimes my mum would drop us off at the pool and my dad would pick up and frequently would be stopped Asked for proof that he was our dad It also didn't help that my mum was 48 when I was adopted. She had her last kid at 40 years old. So with that, my oldest brother is 20 years older than me. So I've got a nephew only a year younger than me and a month younger than my little brother. We get weird looks when we're out in public with my brother and I'm calling my mum, mum, and my nephew calling her grandma. So a lot of times people thought my older siblings thought my sisters were my mum. But anyway, now you're all caught up. In elementary school, my mum worked as a title one teacher, which basically means she goes to one class in whatever grade a day for an hour to help kids read. She still does this and did the whole time my brother and I were in school. Now, most of my friends knew I was adopted. Figured they'd probably just ask their parents why I look different. Well, one day when I was about in fourth grade, my mum came into my class. It was the first time for the school year, so people didn't realize she was my mum. I had a bad headache, so when she came in, I was relieved and shouted excitedly, Mummy, can I have some medicine? Some kids looked confused, but before I could explain, an entitled kid in my class said, Sometimes when a white woman and a black man make a baby, it comes out black. I was shocked, and as a little kid, I didn't really know how to respond. So I didn't I went over to my mum and she gave me some medicine that she had in her bag Cue the entitled kid. I need some medicine too My mother explained to her that she couldn't give her medicine because it was against school policy and that she could give me medicine Because she was my mum. She rolled her eyes and huffed back to her desk Now we thought that that was the end of it until the next morning each morning all the title one aides would meet up in the library to organize their stuff and chit chats I would come and sit with them a lot because I would get pretty bad earaches from being outside And that is when the kids entitled mum comes in Now guys the word that this entitled mum uses in this sentence is extremely offensive Um, So offensive that i'm not even gonna bother censoring it just gonna blank the whole thing You can probably use your imagination though. You must be the blank lover all the aids mouths dropped I didn't know what that word meant at the time, but I could tell it was bad because of everyone's face. My mother told her not to use that language in front of me. The entitled mum rolled her eyes and began to demand to know why she wouldn't give her daughter some medicine if she was giving me some. My mother explained again. Then the entitled mum said, So because you chose a blank and made a child, they get medical help over my baby? I could see my mother getting upset. Again, if you continue to use that language, I'll have to get the principal involved, she said. The entitled mum smiled and said, fine, let's do it. So my mother and the entitled mum left and I didn't understand what had just happened. So I called my dad and tried to explain it. Now my mum is the nice soft-spoken type. My dad, on the other hand, had intense RBF and when angry, is very angry. Oh, today I learned that RBF stands for resting female dog face. Didn't know that. So my dad told me he was on his way. I waited in the front office for my parents. My dad got to the school before my mum came out and knocked on the door. The principal opened the door and then the lady saw my dad. When seeing my dad, my mum said, what are you doing here, hun? 
The entire mum's face looked like she'd seen a ghost. So, is her daddy the milkman? Again, I didn't know what that meant, but I could tell by my dad's face he was not happy. The entitled mum then said, How else would she look like that? Gesturing at me and then turning to the principal. I mean, she obviously isn't a good example for the children, so you should fire her for the children's sake. My dad started laughing, which I knew wasn't a good sign when he was mad. He told me to go and find my brother, get my stuff, and then they closed the door. The bell had rang already, so the front desk lady gave me a note, and I went to my brother's class and got him. We both agreed to be on our best behavior since dad was mad. We sat on the bench waiting and then my parents came out. Are you fired, mum? I asked. Then my mum smiled. Of course not, but we are going home for today to talk. Sweet, ditch day. My parents took us to Denny's for breakfast since we missed it because our school provided it. They explained to us that some people just don't like the color of our skin and that it was never okay for us to be called that. We got to stay home. The next day, I noticed that the entitled kid was moved class and found out that the entitled mum was kicked off the PTA. I have so many other stories about stuff like this, but this was the first big incident. Well, uh, guys, to be honest, I don't even know really where to start with this story. I don't know what just happened. That's unbelievable. The first thing that springs to mind is why is this mum not just being banned from the PTA or whatever? She should also 100% be being reported to the police. It's just racist. You can't say that. It's a, that's not legal and also is she just flat out stupid i mean clearly she is but um does she not know that you know people can adopt kids of other races or that two people of different ethnicities can get together and have a mixed race kid it is unbelievable scenes i know that but clearly it's something that she just doesn't know you lot that know me well will know that i am a quarter mauritian um so my granddad was born in mauritius uh if you've not seen him before this is what he looks like uh, if you want to see more pictures of him, by the way, he dominates my Instagram. So, um, yeah, link in the description for that. So he is clearly dark skinned. My granny is light skinned. And then they produced this man, my dad, who's also on screen right now. Uh, don't worry about him riding a camel. He's just doing his thing. All right. And then, yeah, look at me. Super white. My mum is also pretty white. Um, but incredibly, I have different ethnicities and races running through my family. It is unbelievable that that could even exist. So that's on the one hand. And then second of all, I mean, yeah adoption have you heard of it you don't have to adopt someone that looks like you for god's sake just ridiculous um what a story and what a start to the episode and now moving on to our second story entitled mother wants me to apologize and go home because she doesn't want to wash the dishes and clothes father flies back and releases hell on her so a little background I left home after my aunt confronted my mother about the lack of punishment on my brother for filming me change and sharing that video with his friends. Honestly, what a start to a story. Wow. My mother called the police on my aunt and I'm now currently in a youth home, which no one knows where it is except my aunt. Uh, My family has cut contact with her and my brother. What? What a paragraph. So into this story. So are we just going to... Okay, fine. I've been going low contact with my mother and no contact other than leaving my brother on red. My mother has been spamming my phone, telling me she will let me come home if I apologize for making a scene and to apologize to the rest of my family for making them go through this. I ignored her. She later calls me and here is how it goes. Come home. Your tantrum has gone too far. You need to apologize and get a grip and come home. I just listen. I don't reply. I said come home and apologize now. No. I cut the call. 
She calls back after 15 minutes. I pick up and listen for a while until this hits. Come home now. I don't want to wash dishes and do laundry and cook while I work. It's tiring. You used to do all that when your grandma was not here. And she's not here, so you have to do it. I'm just silence. Do you hear me, you ungrateful child? You better. I cut her off. No, you listen to me and you remember. I will never go home to you and I'll never go near you and him ever again. Take this as a courtesy notice. I'm no longer your daughter. You'll never see me or hear from me again. I hang up and blocked her number. Two days later, my aunt messaged me and told me my dad was at her door. Now, I've not seen him since I was five after my parents got divorced on the grounds of his affair and my family hates him for that. My aunt was fuming that he showed his face at her door. He asked nicely to know where I am and to go and see me. My aunt, of course, in her fashion, laid into him about his affair. He took it and apologized and asked again for my whereabouts. My aunt messaged me to say if I was okay with my dad knowing where I was. I told her it would be fine if we met at a cafe or restaurant nearby. So we met today and had a nice breakfast. He asked me what was wrong and why I'd run away. Now I thought he knew, so I said, what do you think? He said that my mum told him that I got scolded and grounded for something and was annoyed so I ran away. And it was probably teenage angst according to my mum. I was freaking dumbfounded. I told him that's not even close to why. I told him everything. Everything that happened after. What she did, or more like didn't do, and how she reacted when I tried to tell her I felt unsafe. He was freaking fuming. He was annoyed for the fact that he didn't know about it earlier. And for the fact that my entitled mum tried to lie and get him to coerce me into going home. After the meeting, he told me he was going to her house and that he was going to confront her. He said he would take me away with him and threaten to sue her for abuse because some of the things that she did to me were clause for emotional and psychological abuse. He's also threatening to cut off my brother's education fund and transfer it instead to me for me to use. He left and I don't know what happened afterwards, but I think he's going to speak to his lawyers and me soon. All right, little update here as well. My aunt told me my mother and father have both been arrested. Apparently, my father went to my mum's house to tell her he isn't going to help control his child. She said he's going to have to be a good dad and get her daughter to come home so that they can be a happy family. And she added, that's the least that you can do for us. My dad blew up at that comment. He said something like, you are the one that needs to pull up and protect both your children. Not only one, and I couldn't see them because of you too. This led to a screaming match and the neighbors called the police. They came and separated both of them and took them to the station. My dad called one of his friends to bail him out and my egg donor called her sister, my other aunt, who refused to help her and bail her out. So egg donor stayed in the station overnight while my brother spent the night at the station as well. I'm not sure if this is right, but I believe that OP is now calling their entitled mum egg donor, you know, trying to distance themselves as much as possible from that relationship. Now it's also come to my attention that some of the comments on this post were right egg donor got a restriction order on my dad citing mental instability he had ptsd from a work incident that happened to him when he was 25 egg donor won the stipulated guideline was he couldn't have contact with us unless contacted first she never gave us his number or means to contact him unless it was when she passed me the phone to call him to ask him to give her more money for our children 
which I don't even know what happened to. Egg donor then made up lies, telling us that he abandoned us. I freaking hope that night in jail gave her a hard slap to the face. And I guys don't even think about clicking off this episode because look, we have an update to this story. Just four days ago, Opie has posted this. Egg donor and father got arrested and the truth about their divorce came out. The truth came out that my father did not actually abandon us. Egg donor had a restriction order on him based on the fact of his PTSD from that work incident 20-ish years prior at the time of their divorce. The order stated, as we already heard, that he cannot contact us unless we contact him first. Now, guys, just to confirm, Opie is indeed talking about her mum here when she is using the term egg donor. So she goes on again to say about how her mum didn't even give them a contact number. And at the end, she adds, she told us and her family he left the country and didn't want anything to do with us. So to a five to six year old girl, it sounded as if he dropped us and ran which he didn't willingly do. Actually, she forced him to leave the country because she kept threatening, physically and emotionally, him and his job and his circle of friends. She then proceeded to tell us and the whole family that he'd fled and had no intention of coming back. From my father's side, he said he was wrong to cheat and that it was unfair on my mum and his children. But because Egg Donor threatened to kill him or send him to jail for life if he ever returned, he had to leave but he did set up education funds and other funds so that we were set for life, or at least until we were 21 or 25. Now he has full control over them and we get control of them when we graduate university or when we decide to stop studying and presumably start to work. The leftover funds will be given to us to use as we see fit. But after this event, I am meeting with a therapist and I get a report to say that all the things my egg donor and brother did has given me some kind of trauma and has affected my mental health. Yeah, I'm not surprised. This report would be a better and more solid evidence of her actions. My father is also meeting with his lawyers to change his will to give the egg donor nothing and my brother a little money so he can't dispute that he was cut completely. I'm also going to meet with another of my dad's lawyers to potentially charge my brother with non-consensual prawn or sexual harassment and my mother with emotional and psychological abuse. Wish me luck. And if I win, I'm moving out of the youth home into a house that my father is willing to rent for me until he can get his affair in order to come back to our country. But he is willing to pay for my expenses until I graduate uni, which is at least two to three years away. Okay, wow, just like what an insane post that is. That that two-parter, oh my God. I mean, the thing is, it's not even close to being done, really. There's so much more that still has to go in that story. Can't wait to find out what happens. That is actually insane. Guys, I'm tempted to say, you know, get 2,000 likes on this video and I'll follow up with the next part, but I don't care. I'll do it for my own sake. I'm that interested in the story. So if we can hit one like on this video, I will bring you the next part when it's posted. That's a promise. It's just like, it's actually mental. What your brother did was bad enough. I mean, it's like shockingly bad. Your mum protecting him, crazy. Then it being revealed that she was the one who actually forced your dad to leave the country and that he didn't willingly ditch you guys at all. Oh my God. I don't even know how you would live with this sort of stuff. Of course you have it like mental. Oh, insane, insane. What a story. I'm so sorry that you had to go through all of this OP and that you're still going through all of it. But yes, I wish you the best of luck with it. I can't wait to hear what happens. And to be honest, I really, really think and hope, obviously, that you're going to be successful. You've got a great case. Good luck. Lady defends son's trashy TikTok trend. Hello. 
I am a 14 year old boy and I go to a middle school elementary school basically both combined and due to the tiktok trend devious lick a fifth grader who I will call Isaiah grabbed my phone and ran off shouting devious lick mother effer I chase the kid down and smack him I start shouting at him about how he shouldn't be doing that type of stuff He then runs off towards the direction of the main office when I get home that evening He messages me through his computer or phone and starts talking smack lol You so weak kid and I respond to him telling him to f off Then he immediately started to say that he would deck me with his friend next day I go to school only to get called into the front office and the kid with his mum are there looking at me Then the dean tells me to apologize for smacking the kid and I argue that he tried to steal my phone The lady then immediately starts a screaming rant including you mexican cholo Apologize. I tell the lady that her trashy son tried stealing my phone But she says, okay, but you didn't have to do that. It was just a harmless prank that you kids like these days. And that is why I have a two-day suspension. All right, so before I even talk about the story there, first of all, I don't know what the devious lick trend is and I need to know more. So I'm going to watch a video on it and see what it is. Oh, am I really clicking on this? Devious Licks TikTok compilation. Okay, just hit this absolutely duplicitous lick. Principal ain't going home today. And was he got a drill? And for the benefit of those listening on audio, all he's done there is just unscrew some bolts on his principal's car wheels. You guys are all still doing these small licks. Is it just like annoying people for the sake of it? Is that what it is? We've got this guy now attacking a... He's just... So he's just stolen a police car. What is go, What is this trend? First week of school and already hit the most despicable lick. What are we... What is going... Are we just... Is, that, is this just stealing? What, what are they stolen? A car door? What is... What is this trend? Just hit the most ungodly lick. You stole someone. Oh my god. Okay. All right. That one's actually like semi funny. I mean, put it in the bin. Oh, okay. That was actually semi decent. I'm not going to lie. I hope you gave them back, is what I'll say. What a trend. Just stealing stuff. TikTok, man. It's so elite. All right. So I, I kind of get the trend a little bit. Look, I've seen better trends, is all I'm going to say. But weird, weird, weird trend. Weird app. Let's be realistic. Now, moving on to our second entitled people story. Sister tries to have me arrested so she can go party, then tries to break in and steal our stuff. We come from a big New York Italian family. My older sister and I are total polar opposites. She was boisterous, very well endowed from a young age, very popular, very full of herself, and self-obsessed. Never finishes anything, never finished school, can't hold a job, etc. I was very small, thin, tomboyish, uncoordinated, clumsy, very shy, bookworm. I didn't have many friends and I usually wandered alone somewhere or I was reading. I've had a job since I was 13. Long story, but this all ties in as it's only within a few days of it all happening. So moving on, we are both adults and are both married. My sister has a son and I'm pregnant with my first child. After giving birth, we move back to the city my family lives in. My older sister is having marital issues and is actually getting ready to leave her husband. My husband and I had a decent sized house that we were renting from my uncle. A friend of ours from college was staying in one of the rooms. After a discussion, we decided to invite my sister and her son, who was almost five, to move in with us as a live-in nanny. We let her know that she wouldn't have to pay any rent or utilities and that she would need to watch my daughter whenever we needed to work. She readily agreed. My husband and I worked opposite shifts, so this was perfect for us. We moved her in right away. We had her sign a paper, agreeing to the whole thing. 
Nothing technically legal, but just something that we could refer to later if needed. Things went south pretty quickly. I'll be paraphrasing as this was a long time ago and exact wording won't be possible, but it's pretty spot on. Firstly, let me note that my older sister had gained a substantial amount of weight, which made certain areas of her upper torso much larger than before, like double G large. We get up one morning to make coffee. Our roommate is already up. My sister comes out wearing nothing but a very baggy tank top and underwear that was much too small. Things were hanging out everywhere. My husband spit his coffee out. Our roommate walked in and then immediately walked back out. And I told my sister to go and put on some clothes. She huffed, put her hands on her hips and loudly yelled, this is my house too. I'll dress how I want. I told her to take some pride in herself and go and put some dang clothes on. She stomped off like a little kid, dressed and came back out. My husband asked me loudly on purpose so that my sister would hear, This isn't going to be a problem with her going forward, is it? I looked her dead in the face and said, It better not be, right? She looked at me, rolled her eyes and said, Fine, but that just means that these idiots, pointing at my husband and roommates, don't know what they're missing. Still full of herself. Fantastic. Now, this has only been about two weeks since moving her in, by the way. The next day, our roommate came to us and said that he believed my sister may have taken money from his room. He stated that he'd only left a small amount of cash on his nightstand and it was now gone. His door was always closed, but it was open when he came home. My sister, unfortunately, has stolen cash from me many times when we were kids growing up, so I knew it was probably her. I went to confront her about it, knowing full well that she took it. Again, she immediately started off by yelling as loudly as she could, I did not steal anyone's money. You always blame me for this and you never have any proof. Her son came running around the corner with a fistful of dollars and a big smile. Is this the money, mama? The money you said we could go and get McDonald's with? I stared at her and then at my nephew. She walked over to him, took the money from him and told me, this is my money. I I already had this before I moved in. The one thing she hadn't noticed was mixed in with the US dollars, some Mexican pesos. Our roommate's family lived in Tucson, Arizona. His father was a professor at U of A and was of Mexican descent. They would often go south of the border to visit as they had a very large extended family. I quickly snatched the money from my sister's hands. I examined it and when I pulled out the pesos, I again stared at her. I said, and just what did you think you were going to do with these? She slammed her fist on the wall and told me to go F off in Italian and stomped off and slammed her door. My nephew stood there, almost in tears. He was scared and upset. He and I had had a wonderful relationship, so I sat him down and told him that everything was okay and not to worry. I'd bring him to McDonald's and get him the best happy meal ever. This brightened him up and he went skipping off. The next day, we started our work week. I gave my sister our schedules. I went over everything with her. As my daughter had been premature, there was a little bit of extra care involved. She was a few months old now, but she was very small and had a severe lactose allergy. My sister then mentioned that a friend of hers wanted her to go out and party the next night. I told her that she knew she had to watch the baby. She knew several weeks ahead of time what my schedule was and that she'd agreed to it. She said, I never get to go anywhere. And now that I'm free of that man, I want to go party. Can't you have that guy who lives here watch her? I said, that guy is our friend. He's not in town and it's not his job to watch our daughter. 
It's literally your job. You agree to live here rent-free to watch her whenever we need it. She rolled her eyes and stated, This is ridiculous. It's one dang night. Can't you figure something else out? I said, If you would like to pay for a babysitter to come over, then fine. But if not, then you will do as you agreed. Fine, she said. Everything went fine the first night. I came home, baby asleep, sister and nephew asleep. Note on the fridge from my husband stating that all seemed good. I go to bed. I'm woken up about three hours later to hear several children screaming and laughing. I get up and go out to the living room to see that I have a house full of children and some of my sister's friends, including the one friend that wanted her to party sitting on the couch and chairs. I immediately said, what in the heck is going on? My sister and her friends look up. One of the friends say, "Uh oh, party police. I grab my sister's arm and pull her to the kitchen. What in the F is going on here? I am trying to sleep. She replies, since I cannot leave, I invited my friends over to have some fun. I'm really irritated at this point. Your friends need to leave immediately. You did not ask if you could bring all these people here and it's a work day night for us. Have some freaking respect. And you know my daughter can't have a bunch of people around her. She's still too vulnerable. My sister waves her hand and replies, I'll give it a goddamn rest. She's in her crib. No one's near here. And I need my friends. I need to socialize. I haven't been able to have fun in years. I insisted again that her friends leave now. I reminded my sister that no matter what she thinks, this is my house. She stomps off again and asks everyone to leave. I get up to go to work that evening. Everything seems to be fine. My nephew bounces in, happy as always, thrilled with his Happy Meal toy we got him the other day. My sister brushes past me, literally bumping my shoulder. I stare at her again. She mumbles something under her breath and heads to the kitchen. I walk in after her and she turns and stares at me. She slams a jar on the counter and immediately starts yelling at me. I didn't know I was going to have to watch your dang kid all the time. I want to go and do my own thing. Shocked, I asked her at what point did she not understand that she'd be a live-in nanny to watch the baby whenever we were working. But that's not the dang point. I know what I said, but I didn't think you were serious. I said, fine, we'll talk when I get home in the morning from work and figure out where we need to go from here. I got my things and I left. Two hours later, I get a call at work from someone identifying themselves as a police officer. They're asking me to come home due to an incident at the house. I arrive about 30 minutes later to see three police cruisers, lights on, several officers milling around my home. My older sister is standing next to an officer, talking. And my roommate, who appears to have just come back from out of town, is talking to another officer. My husband is also now arriving back from school. A police sergeant walks up to me and asks my name, and I tell him who I am. He asks me to follow him over to where my sister is. While following the officer, I notice a few dozen yards away, the friend my sister wanted to go party with parked in her car, watching. The officer directs me to where my sister is. I wander over and immediately my sister starts yelling at me. How could you do that? How could you just leave her like that? What is wrong with you? I stand frozen, not understanding the situation yet. The officer looks at me and asks me where I've been. I tell him I was at work. The officer asks if I make it a habit to leave my infant alone at home while working. It finally dawns on me what is going on. I tell the officer, absolutely not, never. 
My sister here was hired to be our live-in nanny and was to be watching her tonight She watched her last night as well She has the schedule in detail and we've discussed everything at length My sister immediately shouts that's a lie. I had no idea you were going to work I was leaving with my friend to go out for the night when I heard the baby cry I had no idea you left her here. I figured you guys had gone out for the night Our roommate and my husband join us My roommate says he came home to find my sister on the phone with the police saying that I had abandoned the baby And my sister's friend was in the house telling her to hurry so they wouldn't miss the drink specials at a local bar My husband goes in the house with an officer, shows him our work schedule on the fridge, my sister's room, and the baby's crib in her room. He then shows him the paper we had her sign with all the agreed to info. Another officer goes over to the car parked down the street and tells the friend to come over. The officer starts to question the friend about the phone call. My sister immediately starts yelling, she has nothing to do with this. She came here to pick me up and we both heard the baby crying. I tell the officer that this is par for the course with my sister. She made all this up. My sister again starts screaming at the top of her lungs. This is all a lie. I don't know what she's telling you, but it's a lie. I had no idea the baby was here alone. And then she starts to fake cry. And just as things seem ridiculous enough, My nephew is brought out crying, telling the officer holding him, but mummy said it was okay to leave the baby, that auntie would be home soon and we were going to go out. I started to laugh. I almost bent over laughing as my sister reached for her son, saying, he doesn't know what he's saying. But my nephew just said, mummy, don't lie. You said you were going to go play. That was awesome. The look on her face and the officer's faces was priceless. My sister had fabricated this ridiculous story and called the police Also, she didn't have to work and could go out drinking The crib was in her room The work schedule and the signed paper Plus, out of the mouths of babes, my nephew telling his mummy not to lie in front of a half dozen police officers Yeah, I was annoyed, but I was laughing now The officers were pretty angry now too, realizing the situation I told them I wanted my sister off my property She wasn't on the lease. They escorted her into the house and had her pack up the few belongings that she came with, which wasn't much. Just clothes, hygiene stuff, and a few personal knickknacks. I walked up to my sister with the signed agreement, tore it in half, and handed it to her. I told her that she was never welcome back and I wanted nothing to do with her ever again. She could go with her friend. She was escorted off the lawn. I told the officers I didn't want to press any charges. She had no money and nowhere to go other than her friend, That was more than enough. The police eventually left. My husband, roommate, and I go and sit in the living room, staring at each other. We have no words. We just sit for a while. The next day, my husband is off at work. My roommate is sleeping in. I take the baby to go to a doctor's appointment and the grocery store, then to stop at my dad's place for a brief visit. I left a note on the fridge, letting my roommate know where I was. Just as I arrive at my dad's, he jogs down the driveway and says... Better go home. Your roommate calls. Ah, it takes me about 15 minutes to get home. And standing in front of the door is my sister, screaming at the top of her lungs with two police officers on either side of her. I drive up and get out of my car. My sister immediately tries to rush at me, screaming obscenities in Italian at me. Now, we didn't even learn that much growing up, but we can cuss like truckers in Italian. The officers stop her. My roommate comes around from the backyard. 
having come out of the back door instead of the front where my sister was I ask what the heck is going on? Neighbors are now coming out to see what's going on So my roommate had called the police because my sister tried to kick in the door She said that we had all of her electronic equipment in there and that this was her house and that we illegally removed her When he wouldn't let her in she began kicking and pounding on the door screaming at the top of her lungs My husband had a very nice stereo setup with a multi-disc cd player speakers subwoofers tuner several dozen cds and more We had a new large tv with several video game consoles vhs players and a bookshelf full of movies and video games Yeah, by the way you lot comment down below if you know what a vhs player is and if you don't know what a vhs player is Try and guess what it is. I'm actually interested. Anyway, turns out my sister was attempting to break into the house and steal all of it. She was unhinged at this point. She was so incensed that spit was flying from her mouth when she was screaming. How dare you do this to me? These are all my things you stole. Everything from me. You're a liar and a thief telling the police on me. I'll get you for this. I'm gonna have you evicted. I'm calling dad. He'll have his brother kick you out. You'll be on the streets. On the street, you dogs. The police ask us if she's on the lease. We tell them no and give them the report from last night. The officer looks at the reports, nods, and says, Oh, this is that place. Uh, yeah, we heard about this. Is this the same lady that called in the false report last night? I tell him, yep, same person. He then asks if I would like to trespass her. And I told him, absolutely. He turns to her while his partner takes out some papers and starts writing. He gives her the spiel regarding the trespass order. The officer looks at me and I walk over and quietly say, See that car parked two houses down? Yeah, that one. Can you issue the driver a trespass order too? That's the other person from last night. He then walks over to that car. They tell my sister if they have one more incident with her, she will be under arrest. She stomps off down the street to her friend's car, literally screaming at the top of her lungs every obscenity you can imagine in English and Italian. We thank the officers and they take off. I talk to my neighbors and apologize for the trouble. Most of them are elderly and very understanding. A retired Navy officer next door says that he'll be happy to keep an eye on the house for us when we aren't home. I thank him profusely. He pats his truck and says, your sister is a nut. I agreed. I head back over to my dad's place to visit and go over the last two days events. While my baby is inside sleeping, my dad and I go to his garage to do some work on a project car of his. Now being the only kid of his who knows how to work on cars, this is our thing. We bust a few knuckles, have a couple drinks, and shoot the poop for a while. A couple hours later, we hear a car screech to a stop in front of his house. He has a very long dirt driveway, so the car was still on pavement. Out jumps my sister, red-faced and fuming mad. She immediately starts stomping down the driveway, fists balled up. My dad and I are sitting on the edge of the car near the engine, hood up, staring at her. She starts screaming. Did she tell you she kicked me and your grandson out on the street? Did she tell you she lied to the police about abandoning her daughter? Did she tell you she called the police on me when I tried to get things she stole from me? I am the victim here, not her. I want her evicted from my uncle's house. I want you to call him now and kick her out. She's got no right to do this to me. No right to be there. My dad looks down at me and I shrug. My sister stops about 30 feet in front of us. She literally starts jumping up and down. I want her kicked out now. 
Now, now, now. Seeing a 25-year-old woman jumping up and down, screaming like a two-year-old was quite the sight. My dad looks at her. My dad can look at you and make your bones freeze. My sister immediately stops. He says, no. That was it. Just no. He then just turns around and starts working on the car again. I smirked at my sister. Enraged, she starts screaming obscenities at me again. My dad slowly turns around, takes two steps towards her, and in a deep, loud, reverberating voice, says, Basta! Which pretty much translates as, Enough. You will not behave in this manner. You will not talk to your sister until you can be civil. Go away now. You do not disobey my dad ever. My sister, still red-faced, turns around and walks off to the car and gets in. Her friend revs the engine of her very old, beat-up sedan, screams F you both and takes off. My dad turns around and says, well, how about some pizza? Takes another drink and goes back to working on the engine. I literally haven't spoken to my sister since this event. And my daughter is now 27. Well, the first thing that springs to my mind there is that I really hope your nephew is okay because he actually sounded like a pretty good kid. Just has a horrible, horrible mother. Best of luck to him because it's going to be a tough life. Anyway, the first 18 years, that is. But hey, hopefully you can get through it. Seems like a nice kid. You get on well. Maybe just take him away from his mum at some point. Or, or don't do that, but you know, help him out. I mean, to be fair, I'm just looking through the comments and someone has said, can I ask what happened to your nephew? Because obviously this was a long time ago. I hope he wasn't too traumatized and had escaped relatively unscathed from his entitled mom opie replied he is a fantastic man and he grew up just fine that's amazing head chef at a restaurant kids of his own we talk all the time and he comes out to visit from time to time phenomenal news could not have asked for anything more i tell you what this is the good thing about stories that are really old like how long ago did this happen over 20 years ago and um yeah now we know the result brilliant ah and here we go someone has asked what happened to your sister must have an inkling to know a bit i completely agree so she lives in a very small town back east and is still the same always scheming to find the easy way out of being an adult last i heard she was trying to figure out a way to get on disability so she didn't have to work so just a terrible person really yeah we knew that already fair enough it's pretty crazy though how in like 20 years she just hasn't changed at all why surely at some point you have a little bit of you know self-reflection you're like oh actually i'm not been the greatest person over the last two decades who knows and there we go guys that is gonna do it for r slash entitled parents the movie valentine's day edition really hope you enjoyed it if you've sat through this listened or watched it all then wow You are a true legend and I love you a lot. Not just because it's Valentine's Day, but because I also love you and appreciate you. Thank you. That's a a lot of time and a lot of stories. Big love. I hope you've had a nice Valentine's Day if you've done anything special for it. Or if you haven't, you know, who cares? It's just another day, really. Another lovely Monday. Um, Yeah, if you want some more movies from me right away, I've got four more on screen right there. They're all great, but if I could recommend one and just one in particular, this one up here is just sensational. Give it a watch. If you are new to the channel, consider subscribing. I would love you forever more if you did that. And I will see you guys all tomorrow with a normal Reddit video. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.